Hey everyone, welcome back to the Not Just Politics podcast. The following is a conversation with Angelo Gagara. He is the head of the Office of Student Conduct at Point Park University, as well as the creator and host of the Spinning Thoughts Music podcast. This is his second time on the show. As a little disclaimer, we ended up losing about half of the audio from this episode on the soundboard, so we ended up just rolling with the audio we got from the cameras. It's not as high, but I would rather give you that than half the episode because this one was a lot of fun. Angela is one of our good friends, one of my favorite people to talk to, and I just really want everyone to see this episode. And as you can see, they're not in the studio today. We're actually recording this from Orlando, Florida. We're down here for the Bridge USA Summit. It's going to be a lot of fun. Those episodes will be coming out for the next couple of weeks. To support the show, check out the page on the Say What Needs Saying Network and the links for our social medias in the description. Enjoy. Yes. Have, have you seen that we have, this is just full, have you played any of these sounds? I know that they're there, but I haven't really played around with them. They're kind of funny, like we have like the... <laughs> Does that have the, the, the volume for my headphone on there? Can you turn mine up? Oh yeah, yeah, this one right here. Turn you up a little bit. Check, 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 check. Is that yeah. my gain? That, is that my gain or my you're, volume? You're turn your gain up a little bit. How's that? Is this is it falling? Here? A little bit, yeah. No way. Yeah. Grab the screwdriver set. This is we should keep all this in. This should just be the this is the start of the episode. We have oh, is filming sound. right now? Yeah, we're we're going. <laughs> yeah, we're going. I, I, I've debated. I've debated putting the podcast music on here, and then just having it just do the intro with the music. I actually thought about that. That's actually a good idea. That's actually a thing we should do. Then we have it. But yeah, we have all these little fun sounds on here, and I didn't realize this, but um, if it, like we put our own sounds on our board mm-hmm. and used it last week. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, I didn't know this, but it makes sense in hindsight. You have to keep the sound bites on your SD card, otherwise it will go away. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they're in the board. I'll just take them off the SD card, and then I put it back in. Of course. All my sounds were. <laughs> there, were there were only three, but um, but I really liked them, and I had to put them back on there. I didn't get a chance to. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a miracle that I am that I got to the studio at the time that I did. Because really? Because I was up till 2. Oh, my God. Doing what? We just just talking shit with friends. We were just yeah. hanging out, just you know what I mean, doing what we do or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went to bed at like maybe later than two even. And my alarm went off at eight. Three thirty, just to upload the video. Really? Yeah. That's a, a warrior. But uh, I got up at I got up at eight with my alarm, and it was not happening. <laughs> there was absolutely no way I was getting out of bed. So I thought I set another timer to get up and I fell back asleep and I woke up at 9.55 and thankfully it was 9.55 so I had time to get dressed and get over here but it very easily could have been like me waking up at 11.30 yeah. after multiple calls from you or Gavin saying where the fuck are you <laughs> we're live right now <coughs> but how you been? are we, are we like on on? we've been on for the last Two minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I'm that like might, so over here getting situated and everything. Might, I didn't mean to put you on the spot with that, but we might, we might, that might all stay in. Uh, candid and authentic. Yeah, we just just keep it rolling. I like it. I'm doing good. 
my knees hurting. As I guess that was picked up on yeah. here too. Yeah. So hurt my knee somehow by what just that? That, might be, that might have been just before we went live. Okay. okay well, you, you hurt your knee. Knees hurting. Yep. Uh, for no apparent reason. And uh, but it's a Friday. It is a Friday, which is great. Yeah. So, you know, I'm feeling good about that. I got a pistachio latte from the Perk. From the Perk? From the I, Perk. I never go to the Perk. I'm not a coffee guy, though. So I'm not. And, and then I had their breakfast sandwich, and it, I'm, I'll be fully honest. It wasn't too great. Yeah, no, I think that, that that's a fair assessment. Gavin, you do you drink coffee? Uh, Yeah, but I make my own. He's a, he's a home brewer kind yeah. of guy. guy well, so, so am I. I'm, in my office, I have a 12-cup pot. I have a coffee grinder. You I have get... a, your office is like, if Point Park went down, yeah. if there was like an apocalypse just at Point Park, yeah. I think you could live just out of your office. <laughs> you <have> like, <laughs> I could. I think you have everything in there. You have like a record player. You've got a mic in there. I've got it all. You could have like the apocalypse... Uh, like I have a refrigerator, show. I have a 3D printer, so I can, like, make things, like, to help me yeah. survive. Yeah. Um, that could be the next, like, big survival game we come out with. It's just you living in your office as Point Park is falling. Yeah. I've had <laughs> students actually tell me that they think that my office um, is nicer, that, like, I have more things in my office to live than most students do in their residence hall room. And I have the very nice windows that overlook the city. You have a very and, nice view. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think... Yeah, you have you uh, for a freshman dorm. Yeah, I think that's probably true. You have more of a setup in there. The only thing I don't <clears> have <throat> is a bathroom, but you know it's right down the hall. Yeah, it's on the same floor. Yeah. So you could just block off the seventh floor of the student center, and you're fine. Stop the zombies from getting up there. Yeah. And in yeah. this apocalyptic setting that we're maybe throwing out. Yeah. yeah. I think that we'd be okay. I think so. That would be great. You have like a full setup, but your office is like. That's the place where students like you have you have people just like hanging out in there sometimes. There's like a hangout spot all the time. I love it. Doors always open, and uh, yeah. I, I filled mean, out the survey on your door yesterday. Was it yesterday, or was it two days ago? Well, it probably would have been a couple days ago because I recently removed the poll and I haven't put one up again. Yet. Yeah, it was the most re the last one you did. Then I think it was two days ago. It was. Would you rather if you could if you could travel past like, or future? Would you rather go into the past or future if you could travel to it? I was a future traveler. Future. So talk to me yeah. about that because actually the poll, <coughs> the poll. So I do I'm a poll of the week. I do a poll of the week on my board, seventh floor of the student center, and I just always put up just random, mm -hmm. different, you know, questions. I try to just create conversation and get people to come and talk to me, and so I post them every Wednesday, and then the following Wednesday, I always do like an Instagram reel on my student mm -hmm. conduct Instagram page that talks about the outcome. So last week was, if you could travel into the past or future, which one would it be? The past ended up winning. Really? By one. I won. Oh, okay. But I was kind of surprised that people chose the past over the future just simply because, you know, we kind of know what happened in the past already. Are there those people that, like, want to change it? So they want to go of... back to see if, like, uh, any of the conspiracy theories are true, like, to see you shot JFK or something like Me, that? I mean, the, see, I, some of that stuff would be pretty cool. Like, the, the way that I was phrasing this to people was you wouldn't be able to go into the past and change anything. You'd just be there observing. Right. Um, because, you know, same with the future, like you're, if you go into the future, you're not changing what happened in, in the past, but I guess you could change what is going to happen in the future. But yeah, so the, the pool so was basically, if you could just go and witness what's going on mm -hmm. and have no impact on what actually happens, uh, most people pick the past. And, uh, you know, I find that to be interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, 
yeah, would I like to go and see the pyramids or something like that being built? Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's right, like that's the one a, thing that I want to know about before I die. Right. It's just such an area of conversation and debate. Um, you hear everybody talk about it. Joe Rogan's always on that stuff. Oh, yeah, he loves... Dude, Rogan loves talking about how the pyramids... <laughs> he does. He does. It's, I'm here for it. That's like, those are like my favorite episodes, to be honest. Those I know. my favorite ones. There was like... Probably like five years ago, I, I fell down the craziest rabbit hole of like um, ancient civilizations and ancient technology. Yeah. There's like a theory that um, that in ancient times, whether it's Mayan or Egyptian or you know even like ancient Roman stuff, that all these structures and civilizations that were built that they were assisted by alien like technology yeah, like that's the, the running theory right i mean it, it, ancient aliens like there was like even a show on history or something like that okay. that really dove into that that dude with the crazy hair do you know what i'm talking about yeah He's like I, super I, eccentric I, and everything. I do because i was at a hotel once and it, we we got there we got i mean i was over there with my family we got there really late and we just kind of turned on the tv to see what was there because there's never anything actually there's never like oh my gosh the matrix is on <laughs> like, oh my gosh it's Mythbusters, the old Mythbusters. Oh, yeah, it's always Mythbusters. History Channel, Ancient Aliens, and there's a guy talking about how the U.S. military has carved out the moon, and there is now <laughs> a military research base on the moon, and they're like, oh, as you can see, this one little crater is, it opens up, it's a door to get in. And Wouldn't that be insane? That, I mean, that seems a little far-fetched, but... I wouldn't put it past the military to have tried. Sure, to try, but yeah, what my theory on that is, is that, like, if the United States did that, you know that Russia and other countries are also trying to do the same thing. I mean, they would have found it by now, maybe, or reported on it, or tried to, you know, go at us for it. Yeah, don't you think? The most American thing is just to think the moon belongs to us. Uh, of course! <laughs> I know! <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why we went up there and put the flag down, you know what I mean? Just think that no one else owns any piece of it. Do you think, though, I mean... This is fun. You know, like, you know Andrew Schultz, the comedian? Yeah, oh my god, he's hilarious. On his podcast, when they do conspiracy theories, the lights, like, turn blue in its conspiracy corner. Yeah. We need something similar to that We do. This is fun. Okay, question. Okay. I've heard the theory that there's also, there was, like, there was some, like, secret Nazi base in Antarctica. Which one's more likely? Nazi base in Antarctica or U.S. military base on the moon? I think the former, it has to be, in, I mean, Antarctica is at least on this planet. It's at least, you're at least able to get to it. Yeah, and there's other, like, scientific research bases that are in those spaces, too. There are, yeah. So, no, I could see that being the case, but um, in, in relation to the moon, because I, I like what you said there about how Americans probably feel like we own the moon or something. <laughs> Some like that. It really is, but, ours. but, I mean, I'm asking this semi-rhetorically. <laughs> But do, does anybody actually own the moon? Like, can like, how do you go about that? I mean, we did get, didn't we get there first? Did we put the flag down? Is it ours? This it, is a great question, does right? That, does that fall? That might be like international law. Like, I don't even know if anyone's really mapped out space law yet. But if and and so if somebody does own the moon, then do we also own the tides of the ocean? Because isn't that controlled by the moon? I mean, are we now holy? Wait a second. Right? So there's a thing called the Outer Space Treaty that uh, multiple United Nations uh, members signed during the Cold War, saying okay. that no country can own the moon. That's just a recommendation. I there's got to be a, a statute of limitations on that. There's Somebody's yeah. got to own the moon at some point. I mean, probably Disney's going to buy it <laughs> for a movie or something like that. They'll buy it just to use it as a set. Or, or Mr. Beast will buy it. Mr. Beast... Could probably afford it. 
and he would probably do really cool things on it. On Spe the speaking of which, that's a crazy segue. I didn't even mean to do this, but have you seen the video where it cured people's eyesight? Have you seen this? Where Mr. Video? Beast did? So Mr. Beast did a video where he, like, he gave a thousand people from different places around the world the LASIK surgery to oh, fix shit. their eyesight. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and the one kid was like, um, the one kid never driven. He was like sixteen year old kid, like couldn't see. Wow. Like, horrible vision. They fixed the vision. Then like Mr. Beast bought him a Tesla. Oh my god. This other kid, like he paid for this kid's college because the kid was like, uh, some eyesight like was like impeding his education. And then and then at the end of it, after he like he was sitting there with the doctor that was performing the surgeries, he was like, we're just gonna donate a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god. To you. <laughs> this guy's in, this guy's something else. He really is. He's such a success story and. Um... He also says that he's going to give away all of his money before he dies, right? Isn't that what he says? He, there, so he went on Andrew Schultz's podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a great episode because yeah. he talked about a lot of his plans. And, yeah, I mean, there's, like, whenever he dies, all of his boys, like, put their hand on his tombstone. Like, last person to take it off gets the whole channel, gets everything, <laughs> which is the most Mr. Beast thing ever. Like, it really is. make content out of him dying. Yeah. You'd have to. <laughs> you would. It'll be interesting, though, oh, to see God. how he uh, <laughs> changes with the times and you know like obviously right now like he really has been able to figure out and hone in on algorithms and marketing and branding and I mean he's absolutely everywhere but I wonder like how sustainable that is um, for him or will there be like another Mr. Beast that kind of takes his place as Mr. Beast like you know I don't know. That's a great question. I kind of think that he might be the next Mr. Beast. He might just keep evolving. <laughs> he might just because he's broken so many he's broken so many like laws on not like actual broken laws but like he's broken so many limitations right. that people didn't even know existed right he's like buying private islands giving them away in videos he um, crazy stuff yeah. I heard him I he's, heard him say one time that a good idea for like a YouTube channel to start um, and I think that this recommendation is basically a microcosm of what his approach was with his stuff um, he said it'd be cool if Somebody started a YouTube channel and they started off the channel by just purchasing a few lottery tickets or like scratch offs or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so you're just videoing yourself scratching off these things. All the money, if any, that you win from that, you put in to buy more tickets and that you just literally keep videoing yourself scratching off tickets until you actually win big, like win up. So, like, you're self-funding yeah. through, like, YouTube and algorithm and through uh, viewership to keep buying more scratch-offs. And he said that, statistically, at some point, you would have to yeah, win. Yeah, you would eventually. I yeah. think bought a million tickets, probably. Yeah. Like, that'd be... But it's the concept is crazy. Yeah. Where, like, you could spend, say, $5 on a scratch-off ticket and just keep reinvesting that money, reinvesting it, and... That, I feel like that's what Mr. Beast has done. Like, he right. has put something in, he was hustling at the beginning, and, and, like, with the money that he gives away, and all, like, he creates content off of that, and so it pays off for itself. Like, it's an investment into his own brand. Yeah. Um, and then it also helps people along the way, and that creates attachment and engagement, so it's kind of a brilliant model. So I, I think I, like, speaking of something sort of similar to that, uh, Pioneer Records is giving away that Gibson guitar. Yeah, I saw like, that. That $2,000 guitar. Is it 2000 I think it's 2000 That's what our, our friend told us. is like, that's $2,000 guitar. Okay. Now, it's a $25 raff buy-in on the raffle. I don't know if there's a limit, but why don't I just buy, like, $800 worth of raffle tickets, 
have a significantly increased chance of winning, get the guitar, and then I can sell it. Yeah, if you want to risk, you know, $800 for a $1,200 variance. Well, yeah, but even then, why don't I just put in like 1000 and then I have a significantly... I don't know if everyone's going to do that, though. That's true. If you lose, that's a, that's a serious... It's a big gamble, but like... It's a big gamble. Why, for sure. why couldn't I just buy, like, all of the tickets? You, I mean... You could. I, I doubt that there's a limit to how many tickets. They're going to want to not cap that off. And, you know, ideally, make money. They're, right, they're going to want to make money, like, more than 2000 on the guitar. I, it was gifted to them, though. So I'm, It was, yeah. They're, they're not out that 2000 but... It's still profit either way. Yeah, and I don't want to be that guy, but I'll be that guy real quick. Um, I didn't know that we could raffle things off like this at Point Park. I thought that, that was, there was, like, a restriction there. So. so it's not really, like... That you have to like compete in a challenge then after you put money in. Mm. You have to like Yeah, there's a loophole that they found. Yeah. So it's not found some sort of just like raffling something off. There's some they found a back door. I like that. Well, good <clears throat> job, Pioneer Records. Yeah, I like it too. I think it's cool. But yeah, th that that's the thing. So that's the thing. Like, so you you hypothetically could do that with the going back to the lottery scratch off ticket thing. You really could just do that. Yeah. But he would buy the moon. I mean Kanye tried to buy the earth. That was the thing he tried to do, or he wanted to do. Yeah, but how do you even do I mean, like, who do you even talk to about that? Nobody owns it. That's kind of have, you seen, have you seen that clip? No. I heard that he wanted to do that. Just it was like, when he was on Rogan. Didn't Trump want to buy, like, Greenland or something like that, too, at some point? Yeah, they just were about buying stuff. But the whenever this TV is where I wish it was, because we, we would play that clip right now. You have to just look it up. It's... It's like there's like top five moments from individual people. This is a top five Kanye moment. He's on Rogan and he's like, I'm gonna buy the earth. And, <laughs> and Rogan just kind of looks at him like, Is this real? And Kanye's just dead serious. Like, Rogan tries to like, he, Rogan kind of giggles to see if it's like a bit. Yeah. And Kanye's not like, No, kidding. I don't know if Kanye <clears throat> does bits anymore. I think that Kanye truly no. believes, or yay, or whatever the hell he goes by, um, believes. In everything that he's saying, there's just, yeah, it's all just a yeah. I mean, that one was a bit, and then there's the one where he's like, he's like, if you understand the product, you can make money off the product. Like, uh, Gaga is the creative director for Polaroid. I like the Gaga songs, but what does she know about cameras? <laughs> and it's just like that's one of the funniest. Artists will get their hands into anything that they can to brand the market and get more uh, revenue streams. Speaking of that, too, do you see that Prime is now the official sponsored drink of the UFC? Wow. Yeah. I've, ne I've never even had Prime. Have you? I have not either, but apparently it's actually really good. Gavin, have you had? No, but apparently it's really big over in the UK. Yeah, I've it's, heard it's that. KSI is over there, and it's huge. What's over there? KSI. What's that? He's, he's the Logan Paul of oh, the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The business yeah. partner. Yeah, 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 So it's huge over there. Yeah, I've, I've seen clips of, like, people standing in line for days to get oh, this, yeah, it's like on eBay. Like people are like people in the states are going and buying it and putting it up on eBay so that people in the UK can buy like a bottle for like two hundred dollars. Is it an energy drink? Is it a like it's a vitamin water? water? It's it's yeah. It's sort of like a it's a low calorie, high electrolyte type Gatorade thing. It's kind of like a Gatorade. Okay. Okay. And apparently, it's very good. I would I would be down to try it. Maybe I'll get Logan Paul on the show and I'll try. Yeah, it hit up game. Logan. I'm sure yeah. he'd come. He watches on. this. Yeah, he does. What's what's up? What's up, Logan? 
That's that's a bit that I will never. That's a running bit that I have. That like whoever we're talking about, if they're famous, they watch the show. No, oh, of course every they will. time. Of course so they do. Just... And there will be some people maybe that listen that aren't paying attention. They're like, holy shit! And they... Logan Paul listens <laughs> to not just politics podcast. <laughs> no. I always with oh with spinning God. thoughts my podcast. I always tell people that um, I'll just like randomly tweet out that like a particular band that I, I don't even know or anything. I'll just be like, uh, the 1975's favorite podcast is Spinning Thoughts. You know, I'll just throw it out there. Because some some people are not going to do the research. They're not going to know. But there's not even any research to do there. No, I mean, the, the, the 1975 very well could like Spinning Thoughts. They but, could. But, but we're not going to check to find out if that's... No, there's no know. need to check. There's, there's no need and really no avenue to do so. And so the 1975, if you're watching this... Love you. That's the brilliant part, is you just don't even give them an avenue to research. Yeah. You just make it, throw out a claim. Yeah. See if it sticks. Yeah, it's like politics in America lately, huh? It is. Yeah. It's all it is. That's We're all just, it is. Like, there's no verifiable, we can't prove this. Yeah. But we can't, but you, you can't disprove it, we can't prove it, but we're just going to take it as fact. Yep. Yeah, I also throw out the line usually that we're your favorite band's favorite podcast. It's very loose. That's great. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. So it's just like, wow. The, they have so big of an audience. Right, and like uh, clearly I have no clue who everybody's favorite band is, but whatever your favorite band is, we, Spinning Thoughts, are your favorite band's favorite podcast. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. AJR is a big, big Spinning Thoughts. They really are. We have actually covered AJR before. I have not, I haven't talked to them on the podcast before. But that would be fucking But we've cool. We've gotten early advances to some of their releases and stuff like really? that. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love their stuff. They're working on their next album now. Are they? I'm very excited. They're like they're pretty like what poppy synthy. It's like indie stuff. pop yeah. type stuff. Yeah, I've been getting into a lot of that lately. All I'm, kinds of stuff. I, there was a point in time where that was the only music I listened to for probably like a year and a half. They were the only band that I listened to. AJR. Yeah. Okay. Big you, fans. You familiar with uh, indie tronica, the subgenre? No. No. Indie tronica? Yes. That sort of sounds like a transformer. It does. A little bit. It does. I recommend. It's like a synth poppy uh, indie rock just blend really is it yeah. is there like some dubstep in there like some of some that? like edm, EDM? stuff yeah okay i like that um you know i like a song there's um oh my god i can't think of the band there's a band that that uh is it said the mm. sky um they just released an album recently and they just had a bunch of people featured on the album one of them is uh the lead singer of the main and i really like the main uh the song i know the song is go on then love and um, that song is great because I love it's like really vibey poppy and then in the chorus like it just kind of drops and then you get this like synth kind of vibe like uh, just it rushes through your your bones yeah, yeah. that's like about AJR AJR is like really hoppy it's like it's all like it's dance music even though yeah. I don't dance at all yeah it's just great especially on road trips too it's great mm -hmm. road trip music I think yeah I just realized that the the goal with this was to start time stamping mm. the topics we covered so that I could put it in the YouTube thumbnail let's put it in the YouTube videos. How many topics did we just cover in the last ten minutes? Seven or eight. And I haven't <laughs> time any. So I'm just gonna put a timestamp there and then I know it. I just have to go through the first twenty minutes and just there's eight timestamps there for people to go through. I mean there's really not that many, but we jumped around a lot. A little that's bit. Okay. Yeah. Well that's yeah, I mean, there are so many of the subgenres now in music. They're all just mixing together, which I think is really cool. I like it. I agree. Um, and, and a lot of bands, whenever I talk to them, which is often, bands hate being put into a genre corner. They really do. Yeah, I wouldn't like it either. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, yeah, being in a band, I played in bands before. Um, you, you always have to try to quantify it um, in some regard, like whether it's for listing on Spotify or, you know, whenever you're going to like try to do like a tour, like you want to try to like, you know, not always align with the same genre. I actually like whenever there's mixed genre bills. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I think like that that's too. the best. But yeah, a lot of bands, they, they really do not like being told that they are a particular genre or... That's understandable. Yeah. I think that's like a lot of in life. You don't want to... I don't know, I feel like some people just feel safe being in boxes like that, but I don't like it all that much. I feel, I, I agree. I feel like, though, there was a good period of time, if not for a majority of, like, popular culture music, like, so let's just say, like, maybe from, like, the 50s up until, let's just say the 90s or something. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of bands, like, really did lean hard, though, into being very specific and loyal to their genre. Like, and just look at, like, the late 70s and the 80s with, like, hair metal and stuff like that. Like, I mean, yeah. they... That was, like, a badge of honor to be called a hair yeah. metal band, like Poison or uh, who the hell else is a hair metal band, you know, whatever. Those oh, kind. I don't know. Right? Yeah, that's not kind like of the Bon Jovi-ish kind of people. Yeah. Like kind of like a badge <clears throat> of honor. Um, you know, I think that, obviously, in the 60s, like, uh, pop was, you know, you wanted to be quantified as pop because that's what was getting you onto like the Dick Clark show or whatever it was mm -hmm. and kind of getting you on the radio and getting you these in-store performances. But yeah, now I think the technology has just obviously changed a lot. And on this topic, I believe that, you know, because people can explore different genres too, like mm -hmm. musically a lot easier with technology. I mean, one person can sit down behind a computer and put down like an EDM style track and then you know, the next song, they can just grab an acoustic guitar and play that, be singer-songwriter-ish. Yeah. You know, so it's just, the accessibility to evolve and change is, is strongly there. Yeah, it's also possible that back in the day, whenever, like, pop first became a thing, or punk became a thing, and that was cool, and that was the popular thing, you wanted to be labeled as that. Right. But now it's... I'm sure there are still new genres of music that are being invented, but... There are. Is it? Do you think there's ever going to be another rock and roll where it's like, wow, this is this completely new thing we've never really... Like, you're not saying, like, a revisitation of rock and roll, but, like, how rock and roll, like, in the 50s and 60s, like, really hit the scene, like, the Elvises yeah. and is the Chuck Berries an... and, and, and all that, the Rolling Stones and... Yeah, like, a new genre that hits that has that same scene behind it. Well, I think the one that we've seen most recently is probably like the dancey EDM dubstep kind of stuff. I mean, technology is... And also K-pop, I think. K-pop, really absolutely. Yeah. Um, That's that, true. K-pop is more just, you know, Korean pop music, right? I mean, mm -hmm. obviously they bring in the, the, the various elements as well. But yeah, I mean, to be honest with you... Um, I, what, do I if I knew what the next like genre that was gonna be created was like I you know I may or may not say it right now so that I could go and cultivate it and become it's rich true. as hell right yeah um, so do I know what the next genre of music that doesn't exist that will exist be I don't know you're gonna have to wait and find out but I'm uh, not gonna steal it from you no but, but one of our but the 1975 is listening yeah and I don't want them. As are millions of other people. Right. Like, and currently watching this. Yes. Hi, <laughs> millions of people. So, but no, there will be, though, new genres, uh, for sure. Um, and, and really, I mean, music, all art is really kind of recyclable and, and, and built off of one another. It's like a... It's like a thing of Legos, you know. So it'll it be is. it'll be reflective of something that exists, but probably a reiteration of it. So, who knows? But I would like to kind of see like a little bit more re 
revisitation into some genres from the past, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, like, I really love, like, the Jack Whites of the world and everything that are still really going hard with rock and roll and blues. Like, I could see blues or jazz really coming back strong in a, like, fusion kind of way. Uh, there's a band called Dance Gavin Dance that is, uh, yeah, uh, our very own Gavin over here is, is part of that band, Dance Gavin Dance. And um, they are like a post-hardcore, hardcore-ish, metal, metalcore-ish band that also fuses in jazz and funk. And I'll tell you, like, they have two vocalists, one who's a clean vocalist and one who's a, a dirty vocalist that does sc uh, screaming. And just that dichotomy between the genres and the vocals, like, to me, I love that kind of stuff. And so I, I could see more fusion genres coming around. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, a lot if people are just putting the word, like, new, like, NU in front of everything, like, new punk, new pop punk, new yeah. metal, you know, so, yeah. Love to see that. I don't know if you, I, I just got a, the, the board just told me that the SD card is too slow, which I don't even know what that means. And I just clicked OK, and we've still just been rolling, so I don't... Well, I think we're fine. I have no idea. We're going to find out. I have no idea what, what happened to it. <laughs> it's But what does too slow even uh, mean? Didn't really know the nested <clears throat> card. I mean, I know obviously it has to process like data to an extent, but... Yeah, but I've never got that message before. Is this your own SD card, or is this the... No, this is the one that's just in there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually probably should have just popped ours in, but what are you going to do? We have the thing to process the footage here, so I don't really need to. Yeah. But... I think the fusion stuff will probably happen. Yeah, but they'll start putting new in that. It's right. kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a pop on new pop. New pop, exactly. It's like, step, what's so new down. about it? Yeah. It's time for us to take over. Exactly. It's just the same thing, just name it something new. I mean, that's kind of like what... We kind of already do that a ton. Like FIFA, yeah. the game. Yeah. Come on. It's the same it's game. It's the same game, game yeah. every just year. It's the same game. Pokemon, same thing. Yeah. It's the same game. But they're good and we love them. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I don't really love FIFA. Pokemon's okay, I guess. Oh, I love Pokemon. I will, I'm a Pokemon apologist. I will buy and play every single Pokemon game ever. And yes, some of them are very repetitive, if not most of them are. Um, the more recent ones that came out, Pokemon Arceus, and that was back in January of 22. And then towards the back end of 22 was Scarlet and Violet. Yes, um, which I heard was okay. So, yeah, so yeah I really liked I, I got Violet, and uh -huh. um, I really liked it, but the internet was going crazy because it was glitchy as hell. And, yeah. you know, you would think Game Freak, who is uh, a massive, massive... I mean, all they do is really Pokemon, so, like, all they right. have to focus is on this. And inherently, mm -hmm. Pokemon doesn't try to, like, boast heavy graphics or frame no. rates or anything, so it's not like they're trying to push the limit there, but it was still very glitchy, a lot of problems but at the core of it I thought it was a great game it was open world um, which was kind of like how Arceus was too but still in a different vein but uh, Scarlet and Violet, Violet was literally like a Pokemon open world game where you're going around you're riding on a Pokemon you're throwing po Pokeballs at things you're battling trainers you're going to gyms yeah well that's like Pokemon Go I never played po I played Pokemon Go I think one time but whenever it first got popular I had an iPod at the time, oh not an God, iPhone. What the hell's an iPod? I know. The, the kids and I will never know what that was like. Oh, but um, but I had an iPod that didn't have data, so I couldn't play out on the go. Can you believe that? There was a time where that shit was going on? Well, there was a time when they just weren't a thing. I know. So that's even crazier to me. Um, this may come as a surprise to some people, uh, but I've recently been watching, um, for the first time ever, Gilmore Girls. Really? Yeah. And, yeah, it's 
pretty good. I've never watched it. I yeah, no, it's good. Good uh, character development, good good story. Mother and daughter kind of living on their own and navigating life um, and, and exploring relationships. And So it's kind of like The Mandalorian. I didn't see The Mandalorian. Oh, the, the running joke was that was like a single father protecting his son. <laughs> like the, the, the Basically. Grogu. Basically, I guess. Um, but so I've been watching Gilmore Girls, and I guess this was filmed and shot like early, early 2000s. Yeah. And I keep getting tripped up because of some of the technology that is in this show. Like, yeah, like where's their iPad Air Pro Plus Max? Right, like the one time they went to a library. And I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, like they were looking for an answer to something, and I literally said out loud, "Like, why don't you Google it? Like, what are we going to a library for? Um, <laughs> why?" It? And then, like, they're using like these Nokia phones that like have buttons on it that survived, that survived uh, Hiroshima. It was like, <laughs> in, indestructible. The only thing that survived was the Nokia phones. Yep. They're yep. Just, the cockroaches of technology. They've been ran over by trucks. They've yep. been blown up. That was like, they just built the nuclear test facilities out of Nokia. <laughs> just like taped them to the walls because yep. it just contained the blast. Yeah, they really, they, they are pretty, in, uh, they can barely do anything, which is they, maybe why they're indestructible. Yeah. Because all they do is... I never had one. That was the, they were kind of out of there before. Yeah, you know, yeah. When I ended up getting a phone, and then and then also in the show too, like somebody had a pager. Does anybody out there know what a pager is? A I fever? actually, I actually do. My mom has one for work, but she's just she works in a hospital, so like that. that I mean, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. But if she wouldn't have it, I would have no idea. Technology, it's crazy. Yeah, and it nuts. just keeps rapidly evolving and on top of each other. I think in ten years it's going to be crazy what we have. Who knows what we're going to have? Elon's going to figure out the brain chip in the next couple of years, and I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it either. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. But we'll say that now until they mandate it. Well, <laughs> well, that's a whole other can of worms we can... That's a problem for later us. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> that's a total us problem. We all we all saw, you know, over the last couple of years what mandating something in your body does to people, right? Like in terms of yeah. just social upheaval and, and, and yeah. discontent or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I this don't is think... not... A, that would not be a good idea, but I would not be surprised if they tried it. Of course. Well, would they? Uh, this is a whole nother thing. I guess I better put a new timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> I better put a new timestamp in. No, I was gonna say before we jump to that. I was gonna say, speaking of like the video game company thing, that's kind of glitchy. Yeah. Um, the new Marvel Midnight new Marvel Midnight Suns came out, which is that relatively new game that Fraxis made. Yeah. Are you aware of the XCOM games? We I think I we talked about yeah. them in class. Yeah. That game is so good. Yeah, I haven't played it. It is so good. And XCOM, I think the problem with XCOM was that it's... That's the tactical... Tactical, yeah, yeah. like turn-based, yeah, moving yeah, your yeah. guys around. The problem with XCOM was that I, I keep going back and trying to play it because I genuinely love that game. It is so good. Yeah. But, you know, I go to jump into a mission, none of my guys spawn it. <laughs> and it was like 10 minutes of just like, the screen is zoomed in on where my squad is supposed to be, and there's no one there. Yeah. And I can click through... And the interface, the UI shows me, like, selecting my characters, and they're just not there. And then I'll go to, like, throw a grenade, and, like, the grenade will just disappear and not explode. Or I'll go to click end turn, and 20 minutes later, finally I get... So it's so glitchy, it's, it's just... Because there was too much going on. Yeah. I heard someone argue that they should have just done the same concept for a game, but just on, like, a chessboard type thing, where it's not even, like, three... You just get a total yeah. top-down view, and that's all it is. Yeah. Which would have been a lot easier, but they decided to make you be able to rotate the screen and zoom in and zoom out. But Fraxis fixed all of that with Midnight Suns. Really? Like it's not as large of a scale, to be fair. But I haven't run into any glitches with that game. They really cleaned it up. Yeah, I think that a lot of game developers are getting a little like 
ahead of themselves with some of this stuff. Like I, mm -hmm. I get that like the consumer base gets desensitized pretty quickly. You see it all over the place. A band drops an album, a fan listens to it one time, and then they're tweeting out, when are you making another album? And it's like, that yeah, is it just took us two years to do this. That is one of the problems. Yeah, I right? saw a thing on Instagram where it was like, oh, the Batman, the second Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, 2025. And I was like, what the fuck? You're, I gotta wait two? But, right. then, but then in my brain it was like, oh, we waited... Well, how many years was it until the second Avatar movie? Oh my God! Over it's 10. been so over ten years, long, right? Right. So that's my and I had to like slow down and take it back and go, oh, it's not really that long. I'll be okay. I'm pretty sure the gaps between the Nolan movies were about that same length, but they were all made by the time I was watching, so I didn't have to wait for anything. Yeah. No. I mean. Um all kinds of content creators, or when I say content, I mean like large media creators, movies, video Game games, yeah. they're all like teasing things so many years in advance. GTA, when are we gonna get Oh GTA? my god. The comments I think were like, Batman 2 or GTA 6, which <laughs> one's first? Like that kind of thing. I mean, there's been some leaks in the last six months or so there for has. GTA 6 yeah. and everything, like some like early, early on in development, like mm -hmm. screen grabs and things like that. I mean, I can't imagine that they're going to, like, change too much with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it'll look great and run, hopefully, nice, like, on new-gen consoles and stuff. But I would just love uh, a new, you know, storyline and new setting and new cars mm -hmm. and new missions and just... It'll be the first GTA game that I'll ever, ever play. You've never played GTA? Mm -mm. Ever? No. Holy Never. shit. You didn't even, like, uh, check out the, like, remasters of, what was it, Vice City, I watched San Andreas, and what was the other the, the one? Remasters, GTA 3. The remasters they came out with in 2022 are hysterical. The graphics look Yeah, like, that's another... The graphics looked, like, worse than the terrible. original. Terrible. Everything was a downgrade. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I watch I, people play GTA 5, but I've never played it. I, I... Speaking of GTA 5, um, there is something about... So... I think GTA V and Grand Theft Auto in general is just a really fucking cool game. Mm -hmm. um, I can say fuck on here, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, we swear. Yeah, it's okay. cool. Cool, 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 Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you were going to do it, I was going to do it. One of us was going to. Um, something that I find it's insanely intriguing, for some reason I feel like I've talked about this, probably not to you before, but GTA V has like this um, fan-built, like... Um, like, react, well, I don't even know what you call it. Like, where people actually assume different roles. There's a name for it. And for some, I'm, uh, like a role playing. Like role playing game? Yeah, game. like where it's like, it's fan built basically. And people like go onto servers and like assume roles as like a police officer. And they're like sitting in a police cruiser, like doing like speed checks and pulling over people. And like who are real other gamers, like just playing like on, the, on the online. Like, yeah. That's crazy. It's so crazy. That's I, the beauty of it. You can do whatever you want. I know, I know. And I feel like all of that, on top of just um, the standard online that GTA actually pushes out, like, um, the, the, they just keep adding content to it, too. Mm -hmm. So, and, and GTA V is still, like, I, I don't know where it's grossing its money at, like, in... Shark cards. What's that? Shark cards. Shark cards? Yeah, so it's this in-game, like, purchase for, like, in-game money. Yeah. So you have to, like pay like either like 20 or $100 for like either like $500,000 in game oh or God. some million dollars in game or $2 million. That's where the money comes from. It's kind of like what EA does. EA takes something really good yeah, and then they 
root, that's what they do. They're, they're really good at, they also listen to the show. Yeah, and this yeah, is my yeah. time to give them their critique. They take something good, like Star Wars Battlefront 2, and they like to ruin it. Where you gotta play forty hours of the game just to unlock Kylo Ren, and then yeah, you gotta, yeah, 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 or, you, yeah. or you can buy it's everyone for two hundred dollars. Yeah, and now the new Battle Pass thing, I hate Fortnite for making Battle Passes popular because it's infected every genre of game, yep. except for the little indie games on Steam that I am currently into my indie game. I kind of have been for the last like three years, but I love going on Steam and finding a game that was made by a small group of people. It's three dollars, and it gets like 96% overwhelmingly positive reviews. Yep. Yep. And those games are the ones that I've been playing recently. I'm into that too. I, I lean hard into the Switch. I just like the mobility of it all. Oh, and yeah. um, it's, a, it's a great system for indie developers and indie games. Oh, yeah. um, over the winter holiday, uh, Cubic Games, I believe, they every year, the last couple of years, they've been doing this thing where they, um, they do like this 12 days of Christmas thing where mm -hmm. you buy the first... There's, they release a game a day for free, as long as you buy the first one. So on day one, they they discount a game, really low, buck ninety nine or something like that. Right. You buy it. Then on day two, if you have that game, mm -hmm. then you get that day two game for free. Wow. Then on day three, if you have day one and two games, you get day three free. So it's it's kind of a cool model, if you think about it. I'm gonna break this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to break it. I'm gonna. I shouldn't have touched it. Um. <laughs> you gotta not mess with it all. I know, I know, seriously. Um, but it's a brilliant model because I wanted to get all 12 games, and they, they boast that, like, the last on day 12, that it's gonna be this massive game, you know, that you get for free. So, like, I had gotten day one, two, and three, you know, and then I forgot to purchase the, or I forgot to get the free game on day four. So then on day five, I couldn't get the day five game for free unless I went back and bought the day four game. So I ended up buying two or three games throughout the 12 games of Christmas because I wanted to keep getting the free ones. So it was, it's a cool model, for sure. And right now, Cubic Games actually has like this massive sale where like over 50 of their games are like 50 cents or something like that. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I love it. Yeah. Indie, indie gamers and indie game development is on the rise and um i think that i think it's going to continue to grow it's kind of like in like podcasting is like independent media uh in music you got a lot of people who are indie artists or diy artists and, mm -hmm. and in gaming now we're starting to see the technology be readily accessible for just individuals to make a game the people who made cuphead there was two people who did it two yeah, that, people yeah, that's crazy yeah that game's gorgeous and I've never played it because I get angry at games oh, easily. Yeah, it's it's hard as hell. I've only gotten through three bosses on it, and I just enjoyed my Switch too much to throw it across the room. But so, you would have if you didn't like the Switch as much. I would have thrown it. Launched it. No, would have launched it. I actually have three Switches, so I, in theory, I um, I do. Um, I could technically throw one and still have two left and be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe today. I'll go home and throw one of my Switches. Film that. I will, and I'll give it to you, and we'll show it to yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, put, it, we'll put it on YouTube as like a little side piece of content. Angela just gets launches it. Well, yeah. what we should do, what really, if we want to be smart with our content creation, okay. what okay. we should do is we should post something mm -hmm. that says if it gets over X amount of views or something, then Angela will throw and destroy his switch. This guy's thinking, okay, right? if this gets right, if this gets this episode. 500,000. 500,000 views. 
<laughs> if this if this video world, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if this video gets five hundred thousand views on whatever platform, I don't care what platform yeah. it is, if it's verifiable, is it, is it cumulative or on one platform? You know, I'll do cumulative. Okay, we'll do cumulative. I'll do cumulative. Okay, so if we get over five hundred thousand impressions or engagements on this interview, right? I will take one of my three switches. I will pick which one I throw. Cause right. Because you know which one. You I, I already know which one I throw. <laughs> right. Um, but I will throw one of them. And really, I mean, we could even just, like, throw it off of one of these buildings downtown, you know? We could launch it into the river. Um, we could go on the incline and just chuck it off the side and watch it fly like a Frisbee. Huh? What do we think, guys? 500,000. So let's make it happen. So I'm a big fan of the Mount Washington idea. Okay. Let's do it. And then we could go to like a nice fancy dinner after. You know what would be actually so fun? Hmm. I don't know if this really translates into like a podcast thing. Okay. But if that TV works and has HDMI input, we we play Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers. Next please, time. please, Next time here. please. Because I would love nothing more than to show all of your fans and listeners how much I'm going to kick your ass in that. In Mario Kart? Either. Okay, in Smash Bros, you have me one easily. I see. I haven't. I haven't played Mario Kart with you, so I don't know how good you are at Mario. Kart. Just trust me. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just trust me. I'm all. Who? Who? Oh, okay. Okay. That's the only. That's the only actual. Who do you ride as, though? That's that's the key. I'm a shy guy. I'm a shy guy character, and I use the bitty buggy with okay. the roller wheels. Okay. I am Baby Mario. Okay. And I am <clears throat> a. Uh, I use the high roll bike. Um, with what the heck? It keeps telling me the SD card is too slow. What does that even mean? I don't know. Is this still recording? Yeah, I have. We're at forty-seven gigabytes out of fifty-three. Is that a little bit of a problem? I don't know how much. Forty-seven out of fifty-three. It's saying. Yeah. Does that mean that we still have forty-seven gigs no, left? No, we have like six or seven. Monitor it and see how quickly it goes down. Yeah, it, it said it. There it is again. Oh my gosh! I really hope this audio isn't just completely. I've never seen this. before. Do we want to, do we, uh, just an idea? Do we want to pause this and make sure it's all there and either switch out an SD and then yeah, combine this? Yeah, I almost or? want to just put our own SD card in there. We'll be back in a second here, folks. I'm sorry about this. I don't know what's going on with it. Maybe it is because it's, is it because it's full? I don't know. I, I, I doubt because it's full that it'd be running slower, yeah. but. Do you want to just keep cameras running? Yeah. Okay, we'll just keep cameras running. This is so strange. Um, I don't know, do you want to just start processing the footage on this one? Or, I mean, yeah, I didn't want to do this, but I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know why they don't wipe their car. It's that, that part's annoying. We need to just putting our own card in there. Just bring our own. We'll start using our own board. Okay. Every time. And did you bring your board? Is that what's over yeah, there? The, yeah, the board is in there, yeah. Did it come with that case? Uh, no, I got that case for everything, yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this is the card from theirs. This is the one that they have. Oh, yeah, it's different because we have a 120. That's a little annoying. You know, from now on, we'll just use our own board. That'd be that. Because we have our, we have our sound bites on there anyway. Hopefully that fixes it. Okay, you ready? I'm about to hit record again. We're about to be back. Oh, sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. How are those full? We're back. Sorry, folks. We, 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 we had to switch out an SD card. It was being a little goofy on us. I, I hope that audio is okay. It will be. It'll be fine. How's that flip phone? 
I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about Mario Kart. We were talking about Mario Kart. I, I don't blame you for wanting to navigate away from that conversation because I was coming at you pretty hard. <laughs> I also think that you were intimidated by my baby Mario power move. Listen, I was intimidating. Listen, I will say this. I'm not good at any competitive. You know what's so funny is people think I'm on the East. People think I'm on one of the esports. They're like, what do you play on the at esports? Yeah. I'm like, buddy, nothing. Nothing. I'm not good at any of these games. I played the camera. Enough. Yeah, exactly. I just tell them, I, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not good enough at any of these games to actually play. I'll say this, Mario Kart is the only multiplayer competitive game that I am decent at. Oh, well, I thought you said earlier you were really good. You're, you're starting to move back a little bit. Now well, I am, well, I am really good, but every time I do say that, there's always someone there that can beat me. Yeah, I think he's in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to answer your question about the foldable phone... <laughs> That's me. That's, me. that's that's the Mario Kart turnout. Brilliant. But next time, next time you're here, well, I'll bring my Switch and I'll bring controllers. I actually, um, this should surprise nobody who knows me at all, but I actually bring a Switch with me every day to work. To work. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and usually, <laughs> usually I bring a dock Jeez. and 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 everything as well because you know in my office that we were talking about earlier in this episode, um, I do have a flat screen TV in there. Sometimes I'll hook up the Switch, and you know. That's if awesome. Yeah, if I'm in a student conduct hearing with somebody, and they get a little feisty with me, we just have to take it out on the court. You that's, know what I mean? So we, we that's awesome. You know, we just we we strap up, we go, we we get behind the wheel, and whoever can win a three lap race wins the conduct hearing. That's awesome. Hey, Gavin, can you pass me my Yeti? It's right there in my backpack. Thank you, sir. I should have brought that over here with me. I always forget that's that okay. I need water sometimes. Hey, sometimes you do. Thank you, sir. Sometimes you do. But not sponsored by any of the nope. stickers on my Yeti. None nope. of these are... I would love to be sponsored by some of these people, to be honest. Birds aren't real? Yeah, this is a funny one. Our roommate loves this. What's it? What? What is it? So, I don't actually... So, here's the thing. It's a meme, apparently. Okay. It's like, oh, the birds are government drones. Uh, but, I, but I looked into it, and apparently... I did not know this. Now, my mic is starting to fall over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Now, now it's jumped over to mine. Your mic is okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll just have to set up a little. I should maybe be doing that anyway. But so I looked into it, and I guess... Let me timestamp this. I haven't, <laughs> I'm supposed to be timestamping all of I'll just have to rewatch the episode at this point, which is fine. But no, but so apparently, I thought it was just a meme. It's like, oh, it's like birds aren't real type thing. But I actually learned that this it was a counter movement. So, like, okay, there were... There were like, I guess like, not to, not to get political on this podcast, which right. I totally haven't done before, but apparently there were like right wing protests that were happening, and this kid showed up, and just decided to counter the madness with more madness. Mm. So he would just be like, "I'm just gonna match. I'm just gonna like double up, down, double down on the absurdity." Yeah. And just be like, "Well, none of the birds are real," <laughs> which like I'm kind of a fan of. Yeah. Like I, you know, if if you're gonna, and then, and then I have a couple. Like this is the like the 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 clown face that the Joker was wearing in Batman Begins. Yep. Or no, the, the Dark Knight. I'm sorry. Why does that look like Fetterman? Doesn't it? Is it? Is it supposed to be a? Doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? It does look like. Fetterman. Doesn't it? <laughs> it looks like Fetterman a little bit. Doesn't it? <laughs> Throw some cargo shorts on that, and it's Fetterman. It's Fetterman. Yeah. <laughs> I, did you get it? I've never, I have never seen that before. And now you'll never unsee it. And I'm now I'll never you. unsee it. Yeah, oh, yeah. no. Oh, Fetterman. gosh. 
It's our current senator. And then yep. obviously I have a Bridge USA sticker. Gotcha. And then I have a West Side Disc sticker because I'm a disc golf guy. So you this are. Is a, this is a West Side Discs that I got with something that I ordered. But I want to start getting more to cover this up, I guess, which is kind of like a basic thing to do. But it's kind of fun. Like, I get to, you know, cover. And then people kind of know that it's mine, right? Like, exactly. If someone finds this, they'll know that because the Bridge USA sticker, they'll probably know that it's mine. You know, I, I want to talk about something that you just said about this being basic, right? So I feel like a lot of people in life, I'm glad that you're doing something quote-unquote basic because I feel like people these days refrain from doing things that they like to do that give them happiness or joy or mm -hmm. create a distraction because it seems like basic or it seems cliche or something. There's reasons why things are cliche or basic or wildly popular because it brings a vast amount of joy. I would challenge people out there listening to do the things that you love, do the things that you like to do, whether one person does it or everybody does it. You know, don't worry about that kind of stuff. If you want to stick stickers on your Yeti, you do it. I like that a lot. No, I, I think so. I mean, it's like, I kind of said it was like a basic thing, but I do actually like doing it. I, I did actually kind of go out of my way to acquire some of these so that I could put one on my Yeti and eventually fill it up. Like, my brother did that with the back of his laptop, which is now the one that I... I because he didn't need it anymore. Yeah. And it's just got a bunch of stickers on the back. And I've actually added a few. Because it is actually kind of fun. Like, you can just go to... Okay, I have a story. Speaking of stickers. Okay. So I worked landscaping over the summer for my cousin's landscaping company. And so I would just kind of go with people. They just need... Because I wasn't... Like, I don't actually know how to really do anything. I can operate some of the smaller machines. And I obviously know, like, shovel and that kind of thing. But I'm not, like, mixing and laying concrete or any of that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, but so I was out there with this, I was out there with one of the guys and, um, we were just doing whatever, we were, we were putting in trees and, um, we were eating lunch in his truck and this guy, I mean, he's a good, he's a good guy. I, I like him. He's kind of quiet, you know, that kind of thing. But outside of the lunchbox, giant let's go Brandon sticker, like the biggest <laughs> let's, and then on the other side. The the AR fifteen that has the American flag print yeah. sticker giant. Yeah. And um I always thought the Let's Go Brandon thing was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like it was the corniest shit ever. It and is. it was just funny to me. I was like, this is just like this cannot be real. It is funny. People who lean into it like for real, for real, you know, concern me slightly. But yeah, um, that part is. I, I, it's like I always took it as like the meme. Like I, I, we right. actually went to a football game. I went to a football game. The, my first semester here. It was like... Like a Steelers game? Steelers game. Yeah, it was a Steelers game against the Bears. Okay. And there was a, a man, there was a gentleman outside Heinz Field selling Let's Go Brandon t-shirts for 20 bucks and I may or may not have purchased one <laughs> as a joke. And I never wore it seriously, but um, I, I still have it. I don't think I'll ever actually wear it anywhere because it's because it's a joke to me. Well, don't wear it around here. No, certainly not. <laughs> I actually, cons I thought, I was like, it would be funny if, like, whenever I was in SGA, the very first meeting I show up to, I wore that. But, like, people, but that's not really who I am. Like, people wouldn't yeah. know that I was joking. But either way, at any event. So, I was like, oh, I like your sticker. Like, that's pretty funny. And he goes, do you want one? And I was like, what are you talking And he goes into his glove box. And he's, you know, Amazon sells the randomized sticker packs. Yeah. 25, 25 different Let's Go Brandon stickers. <laughs> in the glove box of his truck that he goes to work with him everywhere. Yeah. And did I take one? I absolutely did. Of course. It didn't make it onto anything. No. It never made it onto the Yeti. It didn't make it onto the laptop because you got to be careful around here. You do. But. You do. Because if people knew that I was joking, I would have definitely put it on there. But uh, not around here, probably not. 
No. But it was very funny. It was I, I still laugh at that story, the fact that he just had them on the ready. Yeah. I had a student in one of my University 101 classes, um, not last year, but a couple years previous, and he wanted to do a social experiment where he wore a um, Make America Great Again red hat. Yep. Around campus. This is somebody who was openly a like progressive liberal individual but just wanted to really? yeah, yeah yeah this is so interesting i know i know um because typically like you see people who are conservative and whatnot really just loving to wear that red hat around and just kind of get on people's nerves and stuff but yeah this is this is somebody who didn't subscribe to that president or anything like that but just wanted to kind of do a social experiment to see okay if a liberal obviously nobody knows you're a liberal right they, you, right. we just judge people by what they're wearing and what they do and, and what they look like we which, don't talk know, to anybody about it we exactly. just assume the worst of them exactly so he and that's basically what I think he was trying to do was how many people would come up to him and ask him about the hat or have a civil conversation about why he was wearing the hat versus how many people would flick him off or scream like fuck you or whatever it was did he actually go through with this he did he did. And really? Then, yeah. Can you tell me who this person is off air? Yeah, I can. Because I want to talk to this person now. Yeah. Uh, do I know this person? Probably not. Okay. No. I think wow, that's really to, interesting. I think they're about to graduate. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay, so then, so then he actually did, so what were the results? Do you know the results of when he actually did this? It's all anecdotal, like he didn't, like, you know, write down the, the data and stuff like that. I would have recorded it. I, I know, yeah, he didn't, like, record it or anything like that. I think he just wanted to do to, it. To see. Yeah, and I... I what I understand of my memory, I I believe that it was the exact result that you would think it would be, where people around campus and you know around the city of Pittsburgh area where he was at, which was really just right here, Point Park's campus. Yeah, um, yeah they just you know they were, were not too happy about no, that. Not at all. Just screaming at him. Yeah. Good. Good. Not really, but good. Yeah, on, on par for the course. Right. And if somebody would have walked up to him and be like, "Yo, dude, do you really subscribe to Donald Trump and make America great again?" He would have been like, "No." It's just a social experiment. Yeah, no, I'm actually, I'm wow. into the progressive movement, but, you know, I just wanted to see, like... What you would do. Right. But, and, and, and that model kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, the, the two of you, like, with what you want to do by affiliating yourself with, like, Bridge and everything. Mm -hmm. Because, again, like, this is somebody who wasn't trying to really stir the pot. This is somebody who didn't even believe or, or subscribe to the Trump presidency and the policies and all that kind of stuff, but still wanted to kind of prove a point that it's like, we're, we're, regardless of whatever side of the political aisle that you land on, we're, we're all pretty brutal to each other. Yeah. And we're all judging everybody. And, and um, we jump to these conclusions. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was an interesting little... That's really experiment. great. I wonder what that... I wonder... Because that's that, that, takes, that takes a certain kind of person to want to do that. Yeah, it's like masochistic almost, you know what I mean? And like, even, yeah, just like to, to want to try to figure out what kind of reaction that would be to kind of put himself in the shoes of those people in a yeah. way. Like that's, that's really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. I would really, I wish I could have been there because I would have like been like, yo, can I be a part of this? Can I help you? Can I film it? Can we do something? Yeah. Because, wow. Yeah, this had to have been a couple years ago. I think he was a freshman at the time. So I, I really admired it because I was like, yo, you could really like screw up, you know, like no, uh, your your reputation or or you know the way that people view you around here. So, yeah, that's kind of like what I I've been thinking. I'm like, when when's the first time someone's gonna like assume? Because I I think people kind of know me at this point as like the guy that talks about politics. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Like that's kind. I mean, it is what I do. I can't deny that. It was so funny. Like the guy in the Captain America shirt that has the politics. Oh, have I, have I told podcast? you about this? No. 
Okay, do you know there's a there's an Instagram page? We're jumping around. I gotta do another time stamp. <laughs> at this point, they're meaningless because I have no idea what's going on. But um, so there, there's an Instagram page called PPU Missed Connection. Oh, I know about of, this. You know about this? Oh, I I know more about this than I want to know. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So I made it on there recently. This semester. Okay. Yes. The <laughs> I just gotta pull it up. Pull it up. As you're pulling this up, it's let me so tell you why I know about PPU misconnections. So first of all, you know, one of the things that I do here at Point Park is I do run the, the conduct office. Yes, you do. So I've had these misconnections at times brought to my attention. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. Um, but on a more humorous level, uh, every year at the end of the spring semester, Student Affairs and Student Life puts on something called the um, the OSAs. What is what is that even called? The what Something student know. awards? Why don't I know that? What does this oh, OSA I, stand for? That, that's outstanding. Uh, it stands for outstanding. So we put on this outstanding student awards ceremony. Right. Different athletes, student leaders from CAB, SGA, student affairs, student life. Everybody kind of goes to this fancy little dinner. It's like a banquet. People end up winning different awards for their outstanding student leadership, right? Yes. And we try to make it a little entertaining. And so there's different skits and whatnot that go on. I was asked to do a skit where, oh. and so what I ended up doing was, is I went up, I had created a presentation where I actually pulled real live misconnections from the Instagram and read them to the crowd. So here I am like, hey guys, you know, I'm the director of student conduct and it's been brought to my attention that there's this PPU misconnections page. I'd like to read some of them to you right now. And so like, I'm reading these out loud. Students are cracking up. I, I could tell some of them probably were the ones who posted it or were the ones that, you know, we're in the scenario. But then I also made up <coughs> some of my own. My own just random misconnections oh. and threw them in there to kind of prove a point of how ridiculous some of these were. Oh, like, they're, they're, they're absurd. They are. Like, they're I was absurd. just coming up with ridiculous ones. So it was a good time. Can There's you, video of it, too, somewhere. Can you do the viewers a favor? Can you read this one Yeah. for us? Can you read this one? Of course I can. Why is your brain... Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, all right, so... This is PPU Misconnections. To that bearded boy who does that political podcast and always wears that Captain America shirt, you're so cute. Three <laughs> swirling heart emojis. Yeah, that's definitely Brecken. Oh, now listen, that I really listen, think about that. You think Brecken Farrell? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what a host that. Brecken's our buddy from Yo, class. Oh, Brecken, what listen, up? Okay, listen. This cannot be real. There's no way there's a student that actually posted this because here's the thing. I have since retired the Captain America t-shirt. Yeah. But, but, like, and yeah, I kind of wore it because it was a comfy t-shirt, whatever. But, like, I didn't wear it that, and I never wore it on the podcast. I, I didn't wear it on a single episode of the podcast. You're just making a name for yourself here. So I'm pretty convinced it was one of the boys. Sorry, I, was, I kept just, looking at those. No, they're, they're great. But, listen, I think it's one of the boys that was just fucking yeah, which it makes it even funnier to it me does, because I asked all of them, and if they did this, they're really good at lying. Yeah, they're really good because I was convinced the moment that it wasn't actually them. Hmm. But that's hilarious. Um, yeah, but I think I've kind of like at this point because that's who I am. I'm like the guy that has the political podcast. Yeah, but I'm waiting for someone to like. Not that I want this to happen, but I'm waiting for someone to like assume what I believe. Yeah, to be like, oh, he's that. Yeah, he had Logan do Bill on his show. Right. Which I'm surprised that no one, not that I need to, like, try to start this happening, right, right. but, like, I'm, I don't think that many people saw, but I'm surprised that no one really had anything to say. I, I mean, I'm kind of surprised, too. 
I, I expected at least like one like sort of unhappy DM being like, why didn't yeah. you? But nothing. Yeah, well, you know, um, there's always a chance for that to happen. It's just maybe now the millions of listeners. Perhaps, yeah, I, might, I may have just started it, and maybe I didn't need to bring that up. But even then, I was like, part of me was kind of happy about that, thinking, yeah. you know, maybe people saw it and just didn't care. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I, you know, you and I talked about, you know, um, that interview, and I, I'm glad that you had Logan on. I think that it's good to engage people from different political backgrounds and um, different views and... Um, we should give respect to hear what everybody has to say. Um, and sorry, he's a nice guy. Logan is a nice guy. I don't... No, and I respect the hustle, and he's a legitimate journalist, so, yeah. like, I, that's not another thing to say other than that. But at any rate, yeah, I mean, that's kind of... I don't know. I So I wanted to talk to you about something. I And I've kind of had this feeling for a little bit, but I don't really know if it's super... I don't know if it's real. I just, like, I've known this school's clickied since the moment I got here, it's, I've, I'm, like, you know me, I'm not exactly an introverted person. Right, right. I've never found it to be this difficult to go out and meet people and make new friends as to when I got here. Yeah. It was, I was like, where are all the people? It's like everyone immediately found their little group and they yeah. just closed it off and that was it. And I also feel like that's sort of how it is with the institutions on this campus. I think that this school presents students with legitimately a great media opportunity. Yeah. You get to run your own podcast, your own radio show, you get to be involved with student TV, you get to write for the student newspaper, and I don't think anyone on this campus actually cares. Yeah, no, there's... Uh, they, they care about the opportunities, they don't care to actually engage with it. Correct. How many readers does the Globe get? Because I would not be surprised if it was extremely low. Same thing with UVU and WPPJ and... Well, I mean, I just talked to somebody about this the other day, and I'm trying to remember who to about this um i remember who it is but i won't say the names they know if they're listening um there were two people that i was just talking to recently who wanted to get some advice from me on creating a podcast and they have a radio show on wppj and we were talking about how um if you have a show on wppj you don't ever get any insight on the analytics or the engagement like how many people mm -hmm. tuned in and listened like that's important stuff to know in content creation we're an institution of higher learning. Why aren't we giving students semblance and insight into these numbers? Like, if somebody's not getting any engagement, they need to know. Yeah. Maybe they need to change their approach. If somebody's doing really, really well and getting a lot of listeners, first of all, they should know and feel good about that. And why aren't we pushing that then? And why is it that there's never a TV on with students on the news, like, doing any of that? You know, there's a TV in Lawrence when you walk across Skybridge. There's TV... There's TVs all around campus. Why are we not... I don't know, because I, I just... And I don't think they this is... club ads, for the most part. We, there's, why, there, why, why doesn't every club get a chance events. to make an ad that goes on UV or WPPJ? Every single club should be able to get an ad. I agree. Uh, like, uh, where... Like, why is there no feed of WPPJ that's live on campus, like in the park or there something like that? There used to be. There used... At the cafe last... Uh, not last semester. Uh, last semester. Last spring semester, they had the radio playing in like the little lounge in the cafe. Yeah. Dude, why is it? Why isn't it playing? Right. I just feel like the institutions have gotten clicky. Yeah. And I don't act. And I'm just. I'll be honest. I'll say this, and I don't care who's listening. Like I make the joke that all the people listen. I genuinely don't care who's this. I don't really feel a sense of community here. Yeah. I feel a sense of community with the people that I have had on this show and the yeah. people that I interact with. Yeah. That's my community, and I'm trying to make that community bigger. I'm trying to get people from different clubs to come on here so that I can collaborate with them because 
every single club has retention problems. Every yeah. single club can't get people to show up. Yeah. I wonder how many people actually... I know you grab the globe. I grab it sometimes. I know people say they grab it whenever there's an interesting headline. But do students know how many people read their articles, especially on the website? I, like, I don't... There's just no... Like you said, there's no analytics. That part alone would be a start. But well, why are it, we not doing collaborations together? Yeah. No, I know. Like, analytics, like, truly in media and content creation is king. Like, it is paramount. So... To not have access to that, I think, is a, is a disservice. But um, another conversation that I hear about a lot is, like, a lack of support for the athletic teams and everything. Yeah. Um, and there is a lack of support. Now, there's a myriad of reasons. I mean, the fact that most of these sports do not play on our campus hurts. Is a big thing, right? Yeah. Um, but why are we not streaming these, like, the basketball games? Why are they not on TV around campus being streamed? Why? I actually think that there is a fee. I think you have to pay to watch the stream. If you go to the basketball game in person, it's free. But I think to watch the stream of it, that it costs you. Why? Why are we not streaming that around campus? Um, it, it makes it really doesn't make any sense. We like like you're kind of saying. I think, and, and and I subscribe to it. There's a ton of media opportunities here. There's a ton of content creation uh, opportunities. There's a ton of athletic opportunities here too. But everybody's living in their own silo. Everybody wants people to support them, but they don't want to support other people and what they're I, doing. I, I think it's the idea of like, oh, if I give that to people, it takes away from me, which has been proved to be wrong. Right. Um, like Rogan proved that to be wrong. Right. Rogan proved that if you bring everybody up with you, right. everybody gets bigger. Absolutely. Like the, all of the top comedians that are around right now are there because of Rogan. Yeah. He put them at the comedy store, had them on the podcast. He built like they all built each other up. Yep. And this is something that I want to do, but I just don't know where to start doing it. Like, I, I want to start going to the Globe and being like, yo, how many people do actually read your paper? Like, how many, when you guys put out the editions, I'm sure you're collecting the previous week whenever you go put the current one out, because yeah. they're not all being grabbed. How many people are grabbing your paper? How many people are listening to, watching you view? Because that's a legitimate TV opportunity, and there's no collaborations. It's a shame that students don't have insight, insight into that. It would be catastrophically a shame if the people that run these entities don't have insight to it. Like, you oh know my God, they, they have to, if they don't. But I, that's what I want to start doing. That's like, you know, my, my, I, I sit there in my bed at night and like I get into big ideas when I'm like, oh, what if I can do this? Yep. And that was the next one. Like my current idea is that like I've told this to you, I want to sit down with the politically moderate and the politically conservative students on this campus and I just want to talk to them about their experience. Yeah. And I, if they'll let me, I want to record it and I want to put it on YouTube and I want people to see it because I want their stories to come out because I'm sure some of them are not very pleasant. No. And I'm sure some of them are just them staying quiet the whole time, which yeah. I also don't like. So that's a project that I want to work on. I, I'm guessing I'll just have to talk to these people one at a time as I meet them because I don't know where they are. I don't know how to find them. Well, I, I really believe that if you just stand out in Village Park with a with a microphone and walk up to people... And, We're planning on that. I think people will talk to you, and I think you'll get some pretty candid responses. But, you know, there, there's a lot of, um, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for political discussion on this campus from all parties and from all sides. And, you know, college used to, college campuses used to be, and, and still are to an extent, but they really used to be like these hubs for these kinds of debates and conversations. Um, I don't know if it feels so viscerally intense right now due to the nature of the political world and just world in general that we're living in. I don't know if it feels like that because 
you know, we're more in the thick of it now, and maybe from an outside perspective, it seems a little more calm, but for some reason, it really does. It's, it's um, treacherous, treacherous, tre if I could say the word, <laughs> treacherous seas out there. Well, it is, and I feel like it's, like, for, for as, and I don't know if I've just, I just find the people that are political on this campus, I don't really know how many people it is, but there's, like, there's people that have pretty strong political opinions here, and there's no political, like, activism, there's right. no political engagement, there's no organizing. Right. Not that I really like political activism, which, like, to be honest, I really don't. But, like, there's no organizing even, there's not even anyone having these conversations, and then, like, that's fine, I'm the only one, it's, it's, it is what it is, it's a little unfortunate, because I don't have any clubs to collaborate with with Bridge, like, I yeah. don't have that, but that's fine. I don't know. I just I want to start building a community here, and I don't know if I have enough time to even do that. I don't know if there's a way to even change that, but I just want to keep doing this because I'm hoping that if I can make enough connections with people, that we can start getting something like that. Yeah. Well, um, have you have you talked at all in your podcast recently about this? I don't know if it's something you want to talk about or not about, about this convention or whatever that you're going to. Like oh, the Bridge USA Summit. Yeah. Yeah. I I brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's coming up then next week, right? Next week, yeah, we're going to Orlando. Yeah. And so do you have some interviews, though, scheduled for that, I right? do. Yeah, so you're going to have yeah. some pretty good conversations there, it seems. I would hope so, yeah. From what I've heard, which this is under, like, I, I was, and I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting these people to be able to give me, like, two hours. Like, that's obviously right. uh, unreasonable. But um, from what I've heard, like I told you yesterday after class, it, it's going to be a lot shorter than I thought. It's going to be... Hopefully, 45-minute, half-hour, 45-minute interviews, yeah. sort of breaks in between things. So we're going to have to kind of be ready to just set this up on the fly and get the conversation rolling. But, yeah, we have a couple planned, hopefully three or four shorter podcasts that will just, you know, not that I want to pull a Don Green, like, this is exactly what we're going to do, and then none of it happens, because it just, you know what I mean? We have planned. A little too, <laughs> a little too soon to drop the Don Green name. Well, yeah, I would just, oh, yeah, I we brought it up <laughs> previously, yeah. But um, the, that's the plan, to get a couple of podcasts um, to get some more aside content, like we'll be at some of the dinners, some of the guest speakers will be there. Hopefully, just going up to people, asking them questions, filming that kind of stuff, and then cutting it, putting it on YouTube as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think the work that you're looking to do there is. I'm so excited. To yeah, go. I'm so. Excited. Where's that again? Is it in Florida? It's in Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they, they announced the guest speakers, which are I'm just I'm so excited to go. Is there anybody else from Floyd Park that's going that you're aware of? Uh, Caitlin Scott is our. Uh, vice president of outreach, so she'll be going with us. But it's just the three of us. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Small crowd. Pitt is bringing five people. They've got the biggest chapter. And they're only bringing five. Well, or is so, that a lot? Well, yeah. So that's so so bridge. So, so bridge is flying down three people from each chapter. Okay. Okay. So they're no. so they the so fundraising to get two of their own people to go oh, okay. as well. Yeah, so, so they're, they're bringing five. They'll probably be on the same flight as us too. We're really? Flying, yeah. I mean, I would imagine we're both flying out of Pittsburgh International. It would make sense that we're on the same plane as them. Yeah. Because we'll be landing around the same time. Do you like flying? I haven't flown since my freshman year. It's okay. Yeah? Yeah. Th that one was longer. This is only like a... We we depart, I think, at 5, like 5.30 in the morning. We get there at like 8.30. Is it, is so it direct? No. You're... Direct flight. Yeah. Is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. They got as many people direct flights as possible. But I imagine some of the people out in California, like some of those chapters may have a connecting flight. Yeah. But I have a friend, I don't really actually know a lot of other people. I know I have a friend that runs a chapter at Capitol who was on this show, but then the episode got scrapped. So she'll be on when we actually go. Nice. Yeah. And you're saying Bridge paid for you all to go? Yeah. For three people from each chapter. Yeah. Holy shit. How many chapters are there? Uh, in the 20s, high 20s. Wow. 20 something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, last year they had, I think from what the video said, they had like almost a million dollars in funding. Oh my God. To bring people down. Yeah. That's going to be incredible. It's going to be so fun. 
I wonder, because I think at the start it was only like a, a couple dozen students going like the first year. Last year there was 200 something. I wonder what it's going to be now. Wow. I'm so excited. It's yeah. going to be so fun. Yeah. I can't say that enough. Like I've been because I, I knew about Bridge USA last year and I was planning on starting a chapter, but it just, I didn't have time. And yeah. At that point, I was still focused on with the forward party, which I, I have not since really done as much with anymore just because they've been focusing on more national level stuff. But So I saw everybody at the summit and I was like, miss this it looks so fun but um yeah i'm going we're going now we're going next week can't wait to hear all about it and to see the content and um you know safe travels and everything uh on the way down yeah i have to bring a suit i'm just gonna dress up i hate those. wearing a suit i love it you do i love oh, i hate suit. it i would wear a suit for this Wait, every... did you see the it said that suit like suits are not recommended it's oh yeah like... the jackets aren't for the dinners yeah. but for the episodes i'll have one on yeah, yeah. Okay. that but makes yeah. sense I would wear a suit for this every time if it wasn't, like, because I still want this to be kind of casual. Yeah. You know, like, we kind of want this to be fun, which you still can do, I guess, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I wore a suit for one of them, for one of these. Did you? Yeah, I'll do it again at some point. Yeah, Why have you never worn a suit for me? Am I not important enough? No, but it's just, like, you know, when we're talking like this, I, uh, you know, it's more casual. Mm. Now, I would wear it next time. When we play Mario Kart, I'll play Mario Kart in a suit. We should both, yeah. We, I mean, oh Mario Kart awesome. is that important and that intense that I think that it warrants wearing a suit. We should even, like, uh, match colors or something like that. You know, or, you know what I've actually thought about? Like, if, if we do another Halloween episode, we, we actually have an episode that we, that's on St. Patrick's Day. Mm. So at, at some point, you know, like, I think it would be funny if you and I were just seen you wearing, like, giant leprechaun hats. And, like, <laughs> or wearing, like, a green suit. Like, that would be... I actually have a no, leprechaun suit jacket, like, with um, four-leaf clovers on it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I need to look into that then, because maybe for, maybe, for maybe for our next Halloween episode, you'll have to... You'll have to be here. We'll have to be able to come in the studio for next Halloween episode. We'll have to dress up something ridiculous. Yeah. No, I'm always down to, to come and talk to you guys. This is a... You guys do a good job at this. And I appreciate that. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. But seriously, I, that, that would be that would be great. Oh, there's another thing I wanted to bring up. So they're trying to ban TikTok. TikTok is on the chopping block. Again? In, in some place. In some places around the country, TikTok is... It's, it's looking real bleak. Well, I mean, that's been a conversation that's been going on for like two years. Now. Some colleges have actually started though. Oh, wait, wait, wait! You're talking. saying colleges are trying to do this? So I was on a I was on a call with my chapter advisor for Bridge, and she was like, "Oh, you guys should talk about TikTok because there are actually some colleges that are starting to ban it." Wait, how can a college ban TikTok? I don't know. But uh, but also, if the government does it, all universities follow suit because apparently they're government entities. Well, so would that be like that? Like you can't get access to it on like the schools. Yeah, the school's internet, you can't get access to it. But if you have your own personal data, you can use it. Just not on school Wi-Fi. So I'm curious, and what I wanted to ask you was, like, if that happens here, that falls into your jurisdiction, wouldn't it, if someone was using TikTok on university Wi-Fi? I, I guess it would probably fall into my category. It'd probably be a collective uh, conversation with either IT and, and my office as well. That's but true. I, IT would be involved as well. I would not... You know, just on the very surface level of hearing this for the first time, I'm not a fan of that at well, all. I'm not, I, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it because I'm the libertarian. In me is like, why shouldn't people be able to use it? But then the other part of me is looking at the fact that it's just a data suck. That's sure, all it is. but everything is. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Everything is. When you Google something, they're getting. This your is data. true, but this is this is a foreign entity that owns this, and, sure. is, and that and that owner is the biggest intellectual thief. Yeah. intellectual property thief in the world. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only part that kind of concerns me is like, I don't think, no, I think I like that government officials have not, have, do not have access to it because that's like, 
Then you're getting data into our access. Is that government a real? Employees. That's a real thing. Yeah, yes. government employees in some states aren't allowed to use them anymore. Yeah. Wow. And I'm guessing that is still like on government Wi-Fi, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or maybe it is just like in the facility. Like if you're at work working for a state or federal government, you're just not allowed to have it. Are there any schools that have actually come out and said that they're for banning TikTok on their campus? Gavin, can you? Yep. Yeah, Gavin's on it. Uh, that part I don't know, but I was curious about this, so I wanted to talk to you because that would it would be IT and it would be under you. I'm guessing that. Not that yeah, I would assume. I mean, um, because I mean, here's the thing: like, if it really, it would have to. It really depends on the details. Uh, right. If it is like, I, like I can't imagine. Unless the, the U.S. government deems TikTok to be unavailable in the United States, like which national, is a conversation. Right, it's a national security threat problem. Right. Then, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be a fan of that either, but if it's nationwide, then it's nationwide, and then nobody will right. actually have it in the app store, right? But right. if it's available and people have it on their phones, and at particular schools like... Um, yeah, we are gonna. We are not fans of our students being on TikTok, and so we're gonna make it so that if you're on our internet and you access it, like it just kicks you off. Yeah, like be, one. Yeah. I just I don't like that at all. Um, I just don't like that idea. I don't even know how you would execute it. You got something, Gavin? Yeah. So it says that TikTok is being banned in multiple Texas public universities. Okay. So yeah. I mean that makes sense. Yeah, Texas. That's. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I don't, I don't like the idea of telling people that they can't go look on a certain app because right. of a national security threat. Because that's the same problem I have with the fact checkers and the misinformation thing on social media. Is like, like, like I've seen meme pages get flagged for misinformation. Like, it's a fucking meme page. It, like, it's clearly this is clearly satirical, and you're like fact checking this, and you're like shadow banning their page. Like that part I don't like. But also. I don't know, it seems like we're getting our intellectual property stolen, and I don't like that part either. Yeah, and I, I'm also a TikTok apologist. Like, I really like TikTok. Um, I've never been on there. So I, I, really? I don't... I am sort of biased against it. I don't really have a problem with it, per se. I mean, I, I do think that social media in general has done a lot of nasty stuff for my generation. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I just... I don't know how to feel about that whole thing. Um, a lot of it's just me just doing this and, like, throwing my hands up in the air, because I just don't know. Look, I mean, there's, there's bad parts of TikTok... For sure. But yeah. I think there's a lot of really good parts of TikTok. Like, oh, I learn yeah. a lot of random information. Just a little, Not even, like, information that is worthwhile. Like, I'm not saying that I get my news or, like, my political or social, you know, leanings from TikTok. Some people do, though. No, no, some people hard. definitely do. But, you know, I, I gain just a lot of random knowledge from it. Um, I was talking, I presented to a class yesterday, a, a, a senior capstone class. Mm -hmm. Um... And I was talking to this class about how there's just an, a corner of TikTok for literally everybody and everything. And um, I recently have just, on my FYP, been coming across some dude named Nate Petrosky, who is a homesteader um, in West Virginia. And his TikTok is just him showing what he's doing on his homestead, like to put up solar panels or building a new building or dealing with a fox like eating one of his ducks and then not having eggs and just the most random ass shit ever. Yeah. But I'm like learning a lot. Like I'm just yeah, yeah, learning yeah. random things of like how somebody's living in West Virginia right now on a homestead and trying to be off the grid. There's also somebody else, I can't remember his name, but he lives in like this little teeny tiny home and all his TikTok is is telling people how he did it and encouraging others if they want to do it too. Like 
innocent things that will not harm yeah. the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, disc golf's huge on TikTok. It is. It huge is. Huge on TikTok. So that part's cool. I actually get a ton of disc golf in my FYP. That's awesome. Well, that's because I brought it up in class. It, it, and it's li they're listening, you know? you got to come disc golfing with me sometime. I would love to. we got to go. Gavin, I've only done it once or twice. Gavin's got a bag now. Yeah. We'll take you out with us. We'll go. We should do. There's a, there's a Shenley Park course that's... I, I've been to that Listen, one, Shenley Park's okay. Yeah. Pittsburgh is timestamp. We're talking about <laughs> golf now for a little bit. Timestamp. <laughs> Just randomly timestamp this thing. No, but I mean, like, because like the world, the world championship was actually here in 2015. <laughs> wow. And there were a couple courses they played, and one of them was like Slippery Rock, which now is like no way you're playing. Like they're not coming back. Yeah. For that course, but yeah. there are a lot of great disc golf courses, like genuinely like world ranked disc golf courses in this area. Shelly Park is not one of those, uh, but Shelly <laughs> Park might not be a bad place to start. What is but the one we went to? That Crooked Creek is the one that's it's out in uh, it's out by Ford City. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a half hour away from my house. That's a nice little nine hole course. But yeah, let's come out and play with us sometimes. It's I'd a lot of fun. What what you should also consider is it's kind of like uh, hot ones, you know, um, where you progressively eat a hotter wing and answer a question at and then we go do a throw. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. I actually did. I was actually talking to one of the, the uh, my Nate over at esports that has that really nice black magic camera. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yo, what if we filmed the whole disc golf round on a really nice camera outside and just see how it looks? And we just kind of make side content for esports where we're just I'm just teaching the boys how to play disc golf. Yeah, content. There's is content. something like that that would be fun to do. Yeah, I think I don't I don't know why. I mean, like I personally think that. You could, and the point isn't it. I think the point is to, a little bit too heavily trafficked, like foot traffic wise, to kind of do this. Yeah. But there should be a little basket out there in the grass in the point. That would be cool. <clears throat> there should be a little basket we could throw to. I'm just uh, just as a, a practice thing. Just like. Is there portable ones for that yeah. purpose? There are. There are, yeah, but they're not very good. No. No, like okay, like portable. The the obviously like when they have a tournament, there's they're concrete putting and they're staking it in the ground. Yeah. There are baskets that you can just put in your backyard that just have like a metal stand and they're just kind of heavy so they stay there. Yeah. There are also ones that are just plastic that are just fold up. The plastic fold up ones are not very good because oh, sure. the discs just don't stick. The, the whole point is that like the chains are there so the disc hits the chains and it falls. The plastic chains can't absorb right. any impact so they'll just, it'll hit dead center and the disc will just fly straight through and just go out the back. I'm like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to practice putting on this? Like yeah. I can't. But... You could get one of those metal stand ones and just put it in the back of your car, and then you could set it up. But again, like I'm not gonna carry that down. To the, like, where am I gonna put it? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't have that kind of storage. I I, I know you talk about disc golf golf a lot. I bring it up in class. You do. That's the only sport. Like, we're supposed to give updates on sports, which I love. Yeah. yeah. But that's the only sport that I follow. From like, oh, I guess the class is just gonna know what's happening in disc golf. But no, I mean that's great because I've learned a lot about that. What did we learn about? We we learned about pickleball the other day. We learned about right? pickleball too. Which pickleballs, yeah. I, I I was aware of it, but I just didn't. I had never watched it competitively. Yeah. Which now I may have to look into because it's competitive pickleball is crazy. And we're talking for those listening. We're talking about the sports podcasting class that that I instructed. Carson's yeah. Which, also in. Yeah. Which I, which I would recommend. It's fun. It's a good class. It's a know? lot of fun. No, there's no, there's no quizzes. There's no final, right? We're just, we're just trying to learn how to make podcasts. But we do talk about sports all the time. And what I really like is we have a lot of good, like, diversity and sport interest in there. Like we do. Um, we have football people. We have baseball people. Hockey people. Soccer. Soccer. Um, yeah. Yeah, and even people like it's not just even like Pittsburgh heavy. Like uh, we got somebody in there who's from Philly who's yep, you know repping the Flyers and the Eagles and stuff. And yes. so 
Yeah, it's a, it's a good time, and um, I definitely enjoy you bringing up the conversations about disc golf. What did you say yesterday? Somebody at some tournament. Dave, David or, Wiggins won the world champion, won the world distance contest with a 710 foot throw, which isn't that's that's low numbers for him. He has thrown when he was six. I think when he was 16, he set the world record with that 1,108 foot throw. Now that was out in the desert. It was really windy, so that it got a lot. Of, but still, I mean, that's just. It's insanely impressive that yeah. he's able to do that. And the Pro Tour starts up in like two weeks. There's a lot of bands um, in the pop punk world for some reason. I, there's like, there is a pipeline between disc golf and pop punk right now that there I'm is. seeing. Yes. And I, I don't know why, but mm -hmm. there is a band called Cliff Diver. You should check them out because they actually got, I don't, I don't know what company gave them a deal, but they have a deal now with a disc golf. Cliff Diver? Cliff Diver. They're from Oklahoma, I believe. And uh, they also just recently released an album at the back end or mid-2022 that I strongly, strongly recommend people listen to. The name of it is Escaping Me at the Moment. Um, oh, the, the Innova gave them a sponsorship. That's pretty cool. Do you, so you know that company? Yeah, that, that's, one of, that's one of the original big companies. Yeah. So they, And I remember when they got that, they posted on like social media how stoked they were. I guess like the whole band plays, which I think is so freaking that's cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I want to get a group of friends to go play with. Because I mainly play with my family, which is great because it's a nice... Way to get outside, and you know, my like I play a bunch, and my brother doesn't really play that often, and he beats me, and it's like he nothing makes him happier than that. Than he doesn't play that like, often, and he beats you. Well, sometimes I just have a bad day, and he's just like well, every time to, you play him, you have a bad day. No, I do beat him, <laughs> but occasionally he'll beat me because I'm just like I can't putt or anything like mm. that for shit, and he'll be like nothing makes him happier than that. Are there handicaps in disc golf? Oh, what there is golf. Like in golf, there's handicaps. Is there? Oh, like bunkers and like. No, um, I'm not. I, I'm not a great golfer myself, so I don't really. Gavin, do you golf? No. Like golf, golf. There's like I, from what I, I'm. I don't. I'm gonna embarrass myself by trying to explain what a handicap. No, in golf this is, is this is okay. I think I can. Well, from what I understand, yeah. like I guess like. The best way I can try to explain it is is that, to make the game more competitive or equal or fair, like a handicap, like gives you like a plus or minus on your score. To, to like, depending on how you typically play, like your average or something like that. Oh, I don't think they do oh, it in pro. That sort of thing. Not like, no, not really, to be honest. Um, YouTubers, on YouTube, they'll be like, oh, you know, there'll be, a, there'll be a smaller content creator that will like do a video with one of the pros and they'll be like, oh, I'm playing with so-and-so person. I get a seven stroke lead to that's start what, the that's video. What I mean. We'll see yeah, if yeah, they yeah. can beat me. Yeah. That's more of a casual okay, thing. Yeah. Not at the but at the professional level, what they what they will do, I I believe, is they, they will put players that are similarly rated. So yeah. depending on how many strokes a course is, depending on how difficult that course is rated to be, you get a certain rating mm -hmm. based on how you shoot, and then you get you so you have a player rating which is determined by how your rating on your rounds that you play. So they'll they'll do that as well. Is disc golf? <clears throat> is it an individual sport? Yeah. Yeah, there are teams, like, there are companies that have teams, and there is a mixed doubles, there is, like, a doubles scene at, the, at Worlds where they'll have, like, two people that get together and you play best shot nice. doubles, but it's mostly a single. Okay. Ent almost entirely single person, yeah. But there are companies that have teams that are just, like, stacked. Yeah. Like, there's one company right now that they have, like, everybody. Really? Like, almost everybody, yeah, their team is stacked. It's going to be interesting to see where this particular sport and industry goes. It's a billion-dollar industry at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah, a billion, I guess yeah, it's I mean, already there. There are, there are a couple companies that are valued at around a billion dollars, which is nuts. That part's crazy. 
I you never could have. I mean, like I haven't. I started following during the, the pandemic was great for desk golf because you could go outside. It was like right. It was socially right. distant. That's a good point. Yeah. Because you don't have to wear a mat. You're just all the courses are outside. Yeah. Ninety five percent of them in this part of the country are free to play. Really? Yeah. The majority of them are free to play now. A lot of the courses that are bigger. So for example, like the, the first event on the pro tour this year is going to be at Las Vegas. That's on a golf course. So that's a course that's not around all the time. Yeah. But you you have to pay to play that one if it is around because they have to maintain the golf course. Do you have to like get like a tee time like the way you do in golf? No, no, you just show. But up. it's free. You just show. Up. Yeah, just show. Up. Occasionally there will be like leagues and you won't be able to play because you're not in the league. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, you just kind of find out when the leagues are. Like at that course I played with Gavin when he came back to my house to play. Like Saturday mornings is leagues, but if you go on Saturday at like one o'clock, there's no one there. Where are you from again? I'm from New Kent. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that that not course, that, no, not far at all. Yeah, but it, it's so fun. Yeah, and then you just you just buy a starter set of discs. How Actually, many do you have to have like in your in your you could have arsenal? You could have one if you really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you would come start with me, I'd only have you throw putters. Okay. Because that's the beginner thing. Because the people start they're like, oh, a distance driver throw farther. I throw I throw like mid ranges about as far as I throw drivers. Oh really? Yeah. The drivers do not really equate to. If you're if you're one of the pros, it does. Yeah. Like they can't throw a putter five hundred feet, but they can throw a driver five hundred feet. Okay. But I would have you throw putters because putters are the best for a beginner because. Do you get more control on it or something? Yeah. yeah. More control. Yeah. And it doesn't require as much power. Okay. To get it to actually go. Yeah. We got to make this happen. I, I would be I, completely down to go and try this out. I would love to have you come play with us. It's a lot. It's a fun sport, man. It's fun and it's easy to get into. Yeah. I just wouldn't say don't buy a start because the start is just going to give you drivers and it's like yeah they're going to be useless to you for the first like probably the first couple months that you play or the yeah. first even the first year depending on how frequently you play they're going to be useless. But I'll get you a couple of putters and maybe a mid range. We'll go out there and we'll play. Let's do it. That'll be so. We fun. got Mario Kart. We got disc golf coming up. Yes. Full docket of of fun activities. Yeah, and, and hopefully, at some point, I don't know if you're, like, allowed to do this because you, like, work. And I, you're a faculty that you're allowed to. There's got to be, at some point, there's going to be some sort of bridge event or some sort of podcast side content thing oh, yeah. that I'd love for you to be involved in. Yeah, I can, I, you know, I, I think, you know, one of the things I love about working in higher education is is that there's a lot of freedom to do things. I mean, obviously, be a good person, um, mm-hmm. be ethical, don't you know, cross lines and stuff like that. But, yeah. I mean, one, there's a ton of academic freedom. Two, you know, like, right now, I'm I'm in my full daytime job as director of student conduct, but I'm talking to you for two hours on the podcast. Yeah, you know what I mean? Podcast. So yeah. um, there's just, there's a lot of freedom. At the end of the day, you know, my vision of higher education as an administrator and, and leader in higher education is, is I need to be connecting with students. Yeah. And so if that means it's talking to you on a podcast or throwing a, a, a disc golf or doing something for Bridge or mm-hmm. um, I'm actually going, um, maybe this is kind of in the vein of what you're talking about. Um, in the next couple of weeks, I think it's February the 19th, um, I'm actually going with Black Student Union. I'm chaperoning them going to D.C. Um, That's great. They're coming on the show. Nice. President and Vice President. Kayla and um, who's the Vice President? Her name is, oh, I don't want to get names wrong here. Yeah, I'm not putting you on the spot. I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, I, think it's, Kayla. I think it's Saren. Saran. Saran. I thought, oh, is she VP now? I thought she was Treasurer. Maybe she moved uh, up. She moved to VP. I'm, I apologize for mispronouncing that. Oh, name. no, no, no. That's, no. My, that's my apology. Saran, yeah, and Saran was in one of my classes Saran, in the yeah. past, too. Saran's great. Yeah, um, yeah, they'll be here. Yeah. So, yeah, they asked me to go. They're going to go and see the African American History Museum and oh, just kind of tour DC. And so we're leaving. 
February the 19th at like 5 in the morning. It's a day trip. We're going to go down there oh, and then one come day. back by 11 o'clock or midnight or so. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's those kinds of opportunities that, I mean, I can't imagine having a professional career in any other industry because, mm-hmm. you know, you get to do this kind of fun shit all the time. You do. Okay. This is another, my bra- another big ideas mode thing. Timestamp. <laughs> um, okay, so my brain goes into big ideas mode. I'm like, oh, but what if I could do this? So, okay, what's the process for, what's the process for uh, teaching a class? Like, what are the requirements? So. Do you know this? I do. Okay. You're saying, like, how I teach a class. Yeah, like, what was the process for you getting sports podcasting on the, uh, on the list. So the first thing is, is in higher education, like you don't need to be a certified teacher the way that you need to be in K through 12. So that's good. There's no certification and and you don't even have to like go to school for it. Um, basically, and, and I'm sure different schools have different requirements. So this is just a very, you know, broad scope kind of answer to it. But essentially, number one, you have to have a degree higher than that of which you're teaching. So I teach undergrad, I have a master's degree. If I have to have a master's to teach a class. An undergrad class, yeah, yeah. And if I wanted to teach a master's class, I'd have to have a doctorate, which I'm going to hopefully get at some point soon. Oh, really? I, my God, yeah. I mean, I love learning. And I love That'd being be in, in, I love being a student in classes just as much as I love teaching classes. And I feel like they're symbiotic and would only help me facilitate classes better. Uh, but yeah, I want to get multiple degrees and. I mean, times they are changing, so why not mm-hmm. continue moving with the times? So you have you have to have a degree higher than that of which you're teaching, um, and then to be honest with you, um, you have to be an expert in something, right? Um, gotcha. So like, typically, you know, so talking about Point Park, like they they always the school boasts about the faculty, and they should. I mean, I think we have fantastic faculty. Oh yeah. Um, and the reason why we can say we have fantastic faculty is because. These people are literal experts in their field. Um, you and I have talked about Ed Travisary before. I mean, does it get better than that man being a faculty member? It manager? doesn't get better than that. It can't. We, we actually, we, we were supposed to go, like, Gavin and I have a list of side quests. Like, this is a game. <laughs> and one of our side quests is to go visit Ed Travisary at his office. The other one is to go visit uh, Bernie Ankeny, to go visit him, because I run into music, come visit, and I'm like, I would love to come visit. I just have to organize that. I have yeah. to stop by and visit. Those are our side quests. Right? Yeah, no, I love I love how you phrased that. But yeah, I mean, um, you, you you have to be an expert at something. Like I teach a, a sports podcast. I'm not an expert in sports, but uh, you know, I'm decently. You have a podcast. Yeah, you decently, know what you're doing. decently uh, understanding of the podcasting world, right? Right. Um, I also teach two different versions of a career prep class. Now, am I a career prep expert? No, but do I know how? to coach people on how to present themselves and brand themselves and do I know how to critique somebody's resume and to give them confidence and tips on interviewing I mean um, I interview hundreds of bands you know a year well not a year but you know a hundred bands a year or something like that Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I mean you have to like just be have the level above of what you're teaching be an expert in some particular area and then the last part is a little bit more loose and probably even the most challenging part, because you can control getting the level of degree that you need. Mm-hmm. You can control being an expert in something. This last part is a little out of out of your control. Um, it, there, there's a political game. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of who you know a little bit. Um, yeah. Like, full transparency, the way that I ended up getting these career prep classes that I teach, one's in sports art and entertainment management, one's in the management programs. Um, I used to advise in the Center for Student Success for the School of Business. I worked right. very closely with Dr. Patrick Mulvihill, who I actually have another podcast with, and I don't know if I ever really talked to you much about that. It's called Take the Hill. It's yeah, like, yeah, you and, mentioned And this, we yeah. interview people from around the world just about various leadership activity that they, they dive into. Um, and so I got very close to Patrick just from working with school business students. And he ended up finding out you know, that I run a podcast and he invited me to join his podcast. And Patrick had this idea at the time, since I was connecting really strongly with students in the school of business, um, he thought it'd be a great way to continue facilitating that and connecting with students and also just bridging any gaps that they may have with the university by having their advisor also teach a class in the school of business. Right. So it's a, you know, it's a one credit course. It's you know, not, not too uh, lengthy of a, of a commitment and everything. So Patrick and I got close and he helped me get my foot in the door to teach that class. Um, before teaching that class though, I did also teach and still do teach University 101, City yes. University Life. The way that I got into that was a similar idea where I used to advise in the Center for Student Success. And a lot of the instructors for University 101 are advisors in the Center for Student Success. The mentality is, is that um, advisors, you know, they just have like a different approach, I think, more, more flexible, maybe understanding of certain adversities that students face, like a, a, a full-on faculty member, and this is no disrespect whatsoever, but a full-on faculty member, like, you know, they, they're looking at it from the faculty perspective, I think. Yeah. Advisors are looking at it from both a faculty and staff perspective, like from the human perspective a little bit more. Um, and so, like, there, maybe there's a little bit more hand-holding involved, a little bit more flexibility, but that that's really what got my foot in the door to teach University 101. The, the sports podcasting thing, to be honest with you, was the most organic of them all because I really was pushing for University 101 in the career preps. The school of Cobb reached out to me and said, oh, really? hey, we have a new degree called sports communication. And one of the classes in it is a sports, podcasting, sports podcasting class. And I guess rumor just was going around the university that I have a podcast and know about podcasting. And so they were like, do you want to basically write the curriculum for this and teach it and I said whoa hell yeah I do that'd be cool yeah so that one just I never knew that that was happening I just got a random email from Bernie Ankeny one day and, and the rest that's awesome I love getting emails from Bernie that's like Bernie's a good guy that's I love it's, anyway so but the big ideas was that I wanted to teach a class yeah on political bridge building my yeah. senior year but I can't because I wouldn't have the degree well um true like, I have to get the degree first and then I could teach it correct um in theory, um, in theory, yeah, and I'm sure that that has things to do with like accreditation requirements and and, and standards and programs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I think that you know you could start to leverage that idea by maybe putting on like a symposium or something or a Q and A or yeah. like a day long conference that people can sign up for that isn't college credit bound, you know. Or um, there's certainly kind of cool certainly things you could do, and all that would do is build up your own experience and resume. For whenever you yeah. are trying to play the political game of trying to get into teaching a class, because once you kind of get in, um, then you are you're kind of in, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it's something that I think you would also excel at. Because I because the I work for a I work for a 
youth activism project right now, which is like I work for the child company, which is called Mosaic. Okay. And we've been developing a curriculum for progressive activists that are running into political conflict. Yeah. To learn how to bridge build, and we made it for conservatives too, but we can't find any to. Like we don't we don't know where they are. Like to get them to come to these spaces. Well, and so that's kind of a thing I was thinking. Like, I could use that to help write the curriculum for a class that I could teach. Yeah, you should really consider like putting on some sort of like mini like half day conference or something like that, where people students can attend it for free and just uh, yeah. Why not? I think it'd be that might be a good way to network and even that could be a senior year thing. Yeah, that I could do. I th to be I don't mean to like say that I can't couldn't do it now. But I do kind of feel like I need to build more of that community first. Yeah, to actually no, get people course. to care. Of course. That kind of thing. But that's kind of why I'm so obsessed right now with trying to build a community here because I want things to actually happen. Like I want. Yeah. I, I want. <laughs> I want students to actually care about what's happening with student media because they really like we do get something that we can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Here. I'm telling you. Um, you know, I went to Kent State University, which has thirty thousand some students there. Very yeah. nice. It is. It's a beautiful campus yeah. and school, and they're also known for their journalism and media as well. Mm -hmm. But this being such a small school, with the access to these instructors that we just talked about being experts in their field, like I could. Eat, and I love Kent State. I go back there and visit all the time. And my brother's there. I, I've been up there a couple. Oh, of really? Times. Yeah. He, yeah. He went back. Um, I would argue that Point Park is maybe stronger in that, stronger in terms of like the opportunity, but not as strong in terms of the camaraderie and support and the pushing of that media out. Like at Kent State, there is stuff on their TVs nonstop. Now they're obviously athletically, they're D1 school, so yeah. you know they're always showing that kind of stuff. I mean, their uh, newspaper is an accredited national you know, newspaper. Um, their Black Squirrel Radio is, um, you can listen to that. I mean, not any radio you can really listen to around you know, the world at this point. But, yeah, I think that, like, the access and the media options here are quite impressive. But as we kind of talked about before, it's like, um, it's like the, the content in the media is created and then it's like it disappears. It's just no one, no one gets to listen to it. Right. And I feel like, why can't the Globe be a similar, like, why can't the Globe be all over Pittsburgh? Why right. can't people be reading it? Why can't people be watching UVU? All over Pittsburgh, right? Like, like we distributed the Daily Kent Stater to Cleveland, to Ashtabula, like to all these uh, places around Ohio. Like they got it with like the the Clevelander or the whatever the hell that paper is called. So yeah, I mean it. Look, there's opportunities, um, but it, it it really takes people like you two um, to vocalize this interest and to rally your peers because. Look, you know, I like to think that I am in tune to an extent with the students at this school. You know, um, I'm getting older and the gap between me and, and all of you grows every single year. Mm. And, and, and so there's only so much of an impact that somebody like me can make. It really takes people like you to be creating the content and pushing it out there and challenging your peers to engage with it and to create their own and to build this symbiotic relationship between it. You and I just... Um, uh, in class, I think recently talked about, and in my presentation to this capstone class recently, I talked about what, like, for example, when you're building a podcast up, one of the advices that I give to people is to swap shows with other podcasters. Like, have a, a, ho a host from another podcast on your show, and then have it so that you get to go on theirs. Like, yeah. And then you both share that content, you share the audience together, and and, and it's kind of like what you said with like Joe Rogan and bringing on these comedians and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, lift each other up. There is no value 
in dragging somebody down. You're putting bad juju out there, and it's not going to help. Yeah, I think the the globe. I think I think the globe does do features on clubs, but I feel like there should be like a weekly feature. Yeah. Like even if it's repeating, give me a weekly feature on what's happening with clubs, ads on WPPJ. Get yeah. them for interviews on UView. And that should just be something that's happening organically, just constantly throughout the year. Yeah. Because then people actually care. Because right now it seems like, I think the reason why a lot of students don't care about what student government does is because student government just seems like an internal thing. Yeah. You get in, and then you just talk about stuff internally. And aside from the bus passes thing, which is really awesome, they finally got that figured out, it's not really coupled with any on-campus action. It's like you use the same thing. You go in... You film the TV, what do we talk about? Uh, that kind of thing. And then no one really watches it, but it should be on every TV on campus. Like, how sick would it be for, like, um, Kendra and whomever the future president will be? Like, how sick would it be for them to have, like, a State of the Union, like, address that is put onto the TVs here? That would be so cool. It would be amazing. Like, why is there not, like, a monthly even thing that, like, the president is on a TV talking to the student body? There should be, like, a... Yeah. I know that they have, like, their weekly meetings on Mondays at 3.30 or whatever it is. And I don't know how Over many... Over student government? Yeah. Uh, it's student government. That's who goes to it. So it's not open to the public? It is open, but I don't think anyone really goes there. Very, very few. Yeah. Yeah, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking forward, though, because the SGA stuff's about to kick off, like, the uh, election cycle. I'm thing. moderating. Are, I was going to say, like, I'm really excited yeah. for the debates and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like, that... That's exciting times. Um, I know that po- is. politics can can irritate people, but I mean, let let student government be like something maybe to get your foot in the door to to recognize the power that you can have by sharing your voice. And you know, small local government is where a lot of the big tangible changes happen. Yeah. Let student government at Point Park be that introduction for people. I mean, it. it that's why it exists. It's not just to, in my opinion, student government exists, one, to advocate for the student and to make changes and all that. But I think it also is an educational tool and piece to get people interested, knowledgeable, and active in politics. And imagine what a recruitment flex that is. Because right now we can, we can flex all the media opportunities we give the students, which is true. But as soon as you get here, you and I don't mean to be saying this as like a discouragement point, but like the truth is that when I got here, I realized, oh, it's clicky. Yeah. Like all of it's clicky. And I've met some really, like I've met you, I've met so many great people here. So I've, I've built like, a, I've built a group a that I like to be around. I've built a network, a small network, but that should be something that every student gets to do. And that's why I love, I love esports so much is because like esports is a community of people that I was able to jump into. And the benefit that we have is we're the only athletic program that plays their sport on campus. We are the only one. Volleyball does. That's true. Volleyball does. That's true. So that, I, I, I take it back then. But we're one of the only ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we have that benefit. And I just, I, know, I just, I feel like they're, I feel like everyone should just be collaborating all the time. And I don't know why people don't, maybe people just don't know each other. How do we, how do we fix that? I don't know, but I want people to reach out to me. And the other problem is that like, <clears throat> this is kind of like my fault. Like I was never really a big social media person, so I don't have a big social media account. Yeah. And even on this campus, I don't have a whole lot of reach. Yeah. On it, so I feel like in person I can get more reach because I can actually go talk to people. But I would want people to reach out because I think that we all just need to start collaborating with each other more. Because if we can get the newspaper to be read off campus, and we can get 
everything to be listened to on and off campus, then more people are actually going to care. I'd like to see, um, what I would love to see, and this is in the vein of things that we've talked about, but I think that the three of us and anybody else listening and anybody else interested, we, what we should start to put, let's live within our world, right? So we're, we're in the podcasting, we're doing this kind of stuff, you guys are doing great work with it, I understand podcasting. We should push for podcasts that are create video podcasts specifically, that are created by students here, for us to have access to one to three or five or whatever you want to call it, TVs around campus where we can upload every week a series of podcasts, whether that's five or 10 or anybody who submits them and they just play on repeat and that they're available. Like why the hell not look at this space? It's beautiful. This is the coolest, like the fact that we have this. The yeah. studio at w, the studio at the CMI was like, oh, this is cool. We get to run podcasts. This is like... This is, legit. Legit. this is a that was that was a radio studio yeah. that you could run podcasting. Right. This is a podcast studio. It is. This is exactly where podcasting is at right now, aesthetically, um, equipment-wise, um, accessibility. I love that this studio is just just off campus. You know what I mean? It's so close. Like if we open up that window, like you could see. We something. can see it, but it is just <clears> up <throat> off campus where like you don't feel like you're like being heard by like people at the universe like I like you're I just feel like freedom of thought and speech can really occur in this space because you're yeah because you're off campus a right. little bit yeah right. but yeah I would Who love do we to talk to to make this happen because I think <clears throat> that those TVs on campus I don't know who who manages those but they need to be running student media more often I agree I mean like the CMI would run like fucking CNN and Fox News outside you have four radio. Yeah. You have four yeah. TV shows inside. Students are making stuff. Yeah. You have podcasts. You have like so. Back when we first were starting this podcast, I remember Wayne saying like he wants to get our. Remember those TVs, right? Yes. He wanted to get our podcast. We need to students' podcasts as well. So, so I like, wonder if the new trying. studio is going to have those TVs on the outside. <laughs> Wayne and Tanner, not oh, Trevor. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Tanner. No. no, but he did. He did say that. That's true. Like I just. I want to make this happen because I want people to actually care. And I want people to, like, it's not just that I want more people to listen to my podcast. Like, I want more people to listen to everything. Well, I want to have friends over at the Globe and over at UVU. Like, I do have friends over there, but it's not like I know these people. I want to know what they're doing all the time. I want it to be, uh, put fucking flyers up on all these sailboards. Like, tell me what the people are doing. Like, what's going on? You know what would also be pretty interesting, and, and I don't mean to keep spitballing ideas here as we're winding things this down. This is what we're, this, we, th yeah, this is the, that's true, keep going now. But um, I also wonder if it would be cool for the university or some entity in the university to create, so like, you all have your own RSS feed, right, that pushes out not just politics, out into the Spotify's of the world and everything else. Yes. Point Park, School of Calm. Yo, what's up, dude? Oh, I didn't know I was interrupting. <laughs> oh my god, we've got a Yo, friend. We've got a friend in the studio. You're coming here to record. Oh no, we, we're not recording right now. I just can't. Okay. I can't really. I'm good. Okay, sweet. How you been? Good. How are you? Good. <laughs> Dante Washington's in the studio. That I didn't have messed this up, did I? No. No, no, you're fine. We're we're kind of winding down to be honest. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah. what I, what I would love to see is, I think one way to make this happen. The idea of getting like podcasts onto some like video podcasts onto TVs around campuses, mm -hmm. like let's just say the School of Communication creates its own RSS feed that all of you students that are creating podcasts, Dante, everybody, can give their episode to the School of Com, and we just upload these to a collective RSS feed. Like yeah. why, why not? Why can't we do that? And then we just put Spotify 
on a TV and hit play on... Have it play in the cafe. Have it play literally everywhere. Just have it play in all of these spaces. I'm going to make this happen. I want The millions of people watching, including the 1975. <laughs> to the millions of people watching. All of you, Logan Paul, everybody watching. <laughs> I'm committing to you right now. Number one, 500,000 views on this video. And I'm Angela will throw the switch into I'm, the wall. I'm chucking my switch into the wall. It will obliterate into pieces. But I'm also making this promise, too. I'm going to look at the trying to see how we can get... It, let's start with podcasts. Let's start with what I know, what we mm-hmm. know. Let's yes. get some video podcasts up on TVs. I, let's look at the student center, because that's where I live. I live in the student... I mean, I work in the student no, center. I live there. I mean, I think, like, same thing, like, with esports. Like, esports. Like, can we... Like, we stream on Twitch. Let's get VODs. Right. Let's get clips. Yep. Oh, okay, so we need to make a list of things. Okay, so first of all, we need to get in suits for the next time we do this and play suits, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. So we're going we're gonna to dress in suits and we're going to play Mario Kart, okay? Yep. We're going to try Prime and yeah, drink, yeah. the official drink of the UFC on that same show. Yes. So and that's it, for it, the next time you're here. And it very well may become the official drink of not just politics. Oh, the Paul brothers are listening. They so are. Yes, they are. We'd love a sponsorship. <laughs> 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 okay. But then on a more serious note, that well, that is all very serious. That it happens. is serious, yeah. But also, I, I'm gonna I'll stop by your office. We need to talk about this because we need to get a, a school of come art. We need a school of business RSSP. Yeah. We need to get all of these things. Pioneer Records needs to jump on it. We need to feature student artists, like all of this stuff. Because I seriously want to do this. You know what we? You, uh, okay, let me say one other idea because I just I want to say because it's being recorded and I'm gonna right. forget it. Gonna put it out in the universe. I am gonna put it out there. There should be a podcasting student organization here. Is really yeah, there what, what there should be. I mean, that would create a community and just push each other's content, interview each other on shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we could, uh, look, let's do this. Let's figure out a way to create a collective RSS feed where students can submit their podcast and then it gets played around the university. Let's do this. Let's that this that right there is enough. That would be a start. Let's make it happen. Let's get the RSS feed and then we'll go from there. Oh, I can't wait. I love this. I love you. I love you, too. You're the best, man. You're the best. I love talking to you. You've got to come back, because we're playing Mario Kart. We're going to drink Prime. What else are we going to do? we got to throw something else in this. It's ridiculous. Because um, that's going to be the thumbnail, and that's going to be the title. It's going to be, like, the wildest title we've had. Like, Chuck a Switch, play Mario Kart, Prime, Disc Golf, and creating an RSS feed for students at the Point Park University. At the, the Point at Park University. Point Park. <laughs> Student conduct... Uh, uh, Leader plays Mario Kart Prince <laughs> Prime on air. I love <laughs> Isn't it. it. Crazy. Let's make it happen. All right, see you, everybody. We're out of here. <laughs>